Just a few film nerds breaking out of the rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring Hello, everyone. Welcome to Measuring Flicks. I'm Carl Hartley. And I'm Max Peterson. And well, you I... had me on the jump there. Doug. Yeah, That's baby. Awesome. I, you, you're more honest when I surprise <laughs> you with our intro. <laughs> All right, everyone. It is December. So, you know, it's t- it's the time of the year to do Christmas movies and talk about <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, you know, uh-uh. We, we have a different God. <laughs> it's time to talk. We praise a different God here. <laughs> At the FZK, we deify Saint Nick. That's right, we do. Saint Nicholas Cage. Yeah, baby. Welcome back. The second annual Measuring Flicks Nicholas Cage Appreciation Month. <laughs> I am so fucking stoked, Carl. Oh my god, like I've been waiting for this all season. Let's oh! just to be honest. <laughs> Dude, on, like there was a long chunk of this season where we didn't even know we were going to do this. Right. We were going to take a break from Nicholas Cage movies. We we're going to do a, we, this month was supposed to be a Kira Kurosawa. Yep. And then we were like, you know what? We had missed watching a whole bunch Nicolas Cage movies. Yep. <laughs> so we threw it back in there, man. And um, we already recorded the second episode for the month. It we was, do like the time travel here at we, the office. Okay. We do. We, do. we hop all over the place. Um, and it was a really interesting conversation. So we started the month off with what we're going to talk about today is 1993's Red Rock West, directed by, I don't have the director's name actually, you want to look that up for me really fast? Starring Nicolas Cage, uh, how do you say her name? Is it Lara Flynn Boyle? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper is in the movie. Laura Flynn Boyle, Laura Flynn Boyle, Laura Flynn Boyle, uh, and J.T. Walsh. Those are the big four. Fucking J.T. Walsh, man. He's really good in this. Actually, uh, he's J.T. Walsh in every movie, but I love him being J.T. Walsh in every movie. Yeah, there are certain actors who, like Robert Downey Jr., is often Robert Downey Jr. Not always, but often. And I like Robert Downey Jr. a lot, so I'll watch him play himself and stuff. Uh, Red Rock West. Here's why this movie got picked for this month. A long time ago, I was visiting my grandma Linda. And she, she's, I know you like that, uh, that Nicholas Cage. He's a little weird. Who's the director? Directed by John Dahl. John Dahl. D-A-H-L Dahl. Like, as in rolled Dahl. Like that yeah. spelling. Okay, so John Dahl directs. Um, so my grandma gave me her DVD, and she was like, you have to watch this and tell me what you think. So, of course, what I did was I said, oh, I'll do it for the show. And I said that to her, like, two years ago. <laughs> And we never actually got around to doing it. So when we did Nicolas Cage Month Part Deux, we decided to start with this film. I had directed like four seasons of The Vampire Diaries. Oh, good for him. That's kind of a weird shift in tone. Um, So I had no, I knew nothing about this movie going in at all. I just saw the DVD cover in which Nicolas Cage is wearing a shearling jacket and looking pretty cool. And Dennis Hopper and Lara Flynn Boyle are on there, and they're all attractive. These are people that I want to see a movie in with. Yeah, definitely. In pretty much any movie. (laughs) I want to see them within the movie that I'm seeing. Well, then you lucked out, Carl, because they're all within this movie. They're all here. What'd you think? Okay, so this movie is a quintessential early to mid-90s flick. It has all of that. It's the... It's not as violent as like a natural born killers, but it has a it's sort of violent. 90s sensibility and violent. And I love the movies that are super. This watches like it was adapted from a novel. I'm not sure if it was, but this is like a Jack Reacher kind of like. It's really interesting you say that. My first thought about 
20 minutes in once I got, got a feel for it. This read this movie watches to me the way that a Jim Thompson novel reads. Thanks, absolutely. This is perfectly Jim Thompson. You got a you have like a down, down on his, his luck, luck like yeah. blue collar dude who's got some sort of physical issue. Yep, his ethics are super fucking strong and, and, and until they aren't. Right, right. But they still are. There's always, yeah, there's that thing where he's, you know, we see early on, he's like, I refuse to steal. I don't steal. I'm a good person. And yet he takes later on, we're, we'll get he into it. He takes $15,000 from two people that want to kill each other. Yeah. He he allows himself to be hired for two hits. Yeah, <laughs> like in, exactly. Like not even 10 minutes after he But won't borrow steal. a buck from a friend. Nope. Right. Mm-hmm. He has really weird ethics, really weird morals. Um, I tried to figure out- And like, it's in Wyoming, which is a state that is- Favored by many authors. Longmire. Yep. Um, I wrote, the the best description that I could come up with last night was, it's a roughshod out west crime noir. Yep, it absolutely is. And I think that overall, this hits it right on the head. Oh, yeah, totally. This is a perfect example of this type of story. Yeah, th- this is a... In its execution, in the way it's written, in the way it's shot, in the way it's acted... Nicholas Cage is dialed in at a nice 7.5 to 8 the entire not time. Not huge, not huge. Yep. Maybe the biggest moment in this is my favorite line from the movie, which is, we'll get to it when we get to it, but man, it's amazing. Like, I, I went and got Bird. I was like, Bird, you've got to come see this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but and this is pretty, this movie to me kind of sits in like the the same the same uh, 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 vibe or, or like, no, nah, that's not right. The same setting and feel of a Raising Arizona. Yep. Out west, down on his luck, dirt poor. Our opening shot is a stretch of highway going into nowhere in the desert and a fucking car pulled over on the side. Like, right. And then, you know, the, the door kicks open. Beautiful 1966 oh Cadillac DeVille. <laughs> they don't make them like that they anymore, sure son. Dude. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, ooh, caddy. And yep. then they, you see those back fins, and I was like, Cadillac Ooh. DeVille. And then it's that, it's the... The, the gas under the license plate. It's the, oh, yeah, well, it's and it was the grill. It's like the spacing in the grill. Yep. I was like, I think it's a 60s one. So I it went is. looking, it is. Because this is 93, and the old timer, the gas station says, man, this is an oldie. Yeah. yeah. They don't make them like this no more. And then, uh, so we start with Nicolas Cage doing one-arm push-ups. Sometimes I forget, because you, if you watch him as an older actor, he kind of is less physical. This dude is ripped to shit. He's built, dude. But Nicolas Cage, like... Let's not forget Kiss of Death when he's bench-pressing women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you forget that Nicolas Cage is... He's he's a big, burly guy. He fills out a white T-shirt pretty good. Yeah, he looks he looks good in clothing, if that's a weird thing to say. But the he way he wears clothing well, I yeah. think a, I think um, who's the guy who plays uh, uh, Captain America? Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Chris Evans is another one who looks really good in a white T-shirt. Yep. That's always the goal. As a man, you want to be able to pull a white T-shirt on, and that looks badass Perfect. on you. Yeah. yeah, you want to be able to rock it. It's you know what it is? It's that you just got you just graduated from boot camp chest. Yeah. Oh yeah, abs. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Right. You're perfectly toned, you've been fed the exact amount of nutrition you need and you're 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 yoke but not fucking like huge. Yeah, you're, you're not just, like you don't look like a gym rat. You just look like a buff dude. You're buff to shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, th- you know, we talked about it when we were talking about Raising Arizona a little bit, that part of the reason why Nicolas Cage is so exceptional in that movie is he's like uniquely suited to play that guy. Yes. And I, I he's got the face for it because he's not, he's handsome. He is. But he's not like gorgeous, drop dead, you know, a- A-list he's, actor. He's more like hot. attractive in the way that Humphrey Bogart is attractive. Like they're. Yeah. 
kind of like kind of like rough rough it's not a hair like harrison ford is like gorgeous Uh, but harrison ford can play this kind of guy too absolutely he has there's a little bit of crag to the features and he's got the he's got the kind of wild hair his hair is long but he let they let it be like a little scruffy and shit nicholas cage looks like the kind of guy who has woken up in cars and who knows how to light a cigarette off another cigarette you know what i mean and and he does it so convincingly. It's one of the things I love about Raising Arizona is when he's in like the sh- stupid dad shorts and his flip flops, watering the garden with a hose. It fits. And he's and he's Francis Ford Coppola's son. He's probably never done that in his life, but he looks like he looks the like kind of guy who's yeah, done yeah. it. <laughs> oh man, one of my one of my favorite moments from the beginning of this. The, the beginning's cool. Watching him do his his routine, shaving in like a. And again, this is that Jim Thompson out west. Yep, he's he's still he's shaving. He's shaving a, like it's a windmill or he's something. Shaving out of a yeah. rain barrel under a under a windmill in like a busted piece of mirror, and he's you know. And then he does his exercises in the middle of the road and pulls his t shirt on. Yep, finds his, his one sh- one good his shirt. One good shirt gets on. You can, you can just hear that being written right. Like it's yeah. He opens up the back of his trunk, finding the one good clean shirt left, and. Well, you know that whole. That's like, that's what I like about crime noirs. You can almost hear a typewriter yep. as you're watching them. You know, I, the whole time. Yeah. I, I I really like this genre, and I'm glad. I have no idea again, like what this movie was. As soon as I started figuring out that it's like that Jim Thompson esque kind of dark yeah. West noir, I was like, "Fuck yeah, yeah baby!" I haven't seen one of these. And in the an... score informs of that too. That little bit of a twangy guitar, but it's oh, not overpowering. Yeah. It's just like, did you watch it on TV? I, I watched. I had my headphones. So on. did I. Did yeah. you catch the panning? It's so great, dude. They're like, and it's panning left and right. The score is killer. This is really cool. Like for a '93 movie that went totally under the radar, it was almost direct to video. I think it maybe lasted two weekends in the movie and the like. I'm not convinced it wasn't direct. Do you know for a fact it had a premiere? Nope. This might have been direct to video, man. Um, and I would say not. You know, like look, I this movie it had star power for '93 though. People are going out to see Dennis Hopper, and they're going out to see Nicolas Cage. If if this was made today, it's direct to video. But right, yeah, and dude, I mean, well, let's talk about the performances as we go. What did you think of? One of the things I think this movie does really good. It grossed really two point well. five million dollars in the U.S. Oh, so it had a in a real small, real run. small release. It was itty bitty. It, it cost eight to make. Ooh, yeah. so a flop. I, I, I yeah, mean, flopped hard. I will say this: some of what I like about this movie is I like seeing Dennis Hopper on screen. I yep. love Nicolas Cage, and he's also. I mean, there are moments where he's at a ten or eleven, but he's also kind of dialed down to more like an eight. I actually wrote that down. He's, I said he's more. T- he's he's still loony without being toony. Def, well, yeah, but I always said, because we saw Blue Velvet in season and one. And he is cranked all the way People up. always say Nicolas Cage is like this crazy actor, but sometimes, dude, I think Dennis Hopper like out, out cages him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, out cages Cage, yeah. He's pretty big in some parts of this movie. Um, I, I honestly think, and as far as... He's big and in a different way. It's like his own unique... There's Hopper a, 11. There's a moment in this movie when he's dumping the whiskey out, you know, and then he like flips the bottle up and drinks from it upside down and then tosses it and out the laughs window to himself. and ah, like ah, dusts his hands off. It's the most unnatural thing you've seen a human do. Yes. But it's perfectly Dennis Hopper natural. Because it's Hopper doing yeah. it. Yeah. If it was anyone but Hopper, you'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? I guess that was a choice. Right. But when Dennis Hopper does it, you're like, yeah, he did a lot of acid in the 60s. That, that probably felt pretty normal for him. <laughs> that felt just right at home. I think Lara Flynn Boyle is probably in, for me, top twenty 
favorite actresses. Yep. I love her. I saw, I was introduced to her in Twin Peaks, but everything I've so ever good. seen her in, she's so excellent. And she also, can play. She has a wide range that she's capable of doing. Yeah, very much so. She can do like the Sabrina kind of very proper mm-hmm. and almost queenly or princessly, and she can also be kind of down and dirty. Are, I don't know if we. But let's find out. Yeah. I would put her in the top ten sexiest actresses of all time. I'm not going to question Dude, that she one bit. Is I, like, and again, I discovered her pretty late in life. Right. Like, uh, I think I had just graduated from college when I first started watching Twin Peaks, and I was like, "Wow, who is this actress? Holy shit, she's gorgeous!" And then you see her in other shit. She's still acting today. She's only yep. 49. But then in Red Rock West, man. There's a there's a scene where there's a particular scene. There's this one, man. There's this one, Miss Boyle. We this think is you're... a scene where I become a man. <laughs> oh my god! And it's not just lascivious, dude. No. We, when we get to it, we'll talk about specific acting, physical acting things she does, which are incredible because acting sexy is a thing too. And she is acting sexy. Sex scenes by default are not hot. We've we just watched the Conan movies. Not Sex hot. scenes can suck yeah. mega ass. <laughs> they can like, be like, can we just strike them from the record? Or Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey, the film. Like when yeah. you have zero chemistry and two actors who don't. Well, I have not, will not ever watch or read. That. They were out at camp, and camp yeah. doesn't have a lot of options for movies. Fair enough. So <laughs> you gotta. At that point, I would rather just cut myself for entertainment. Some, sometimes you gotta put something on, especially when you've been sitting on the back porch with just. Just blowing blowing doobies <laughs> for like four hours, you know what I mean? That would be the one and only exception to how I would go into like yeah. the Fifty Shades of Grey. I got to be four joints. I'm in. telling you, there's a point in the night where you're like, "What do you guys want to watch?" And someone <laughs> goes, "We got Fifty Shades of Grey," and you're like, "Okay." The only word that I have remaining in my head <laughs> is "sure," so <laughs> right. I'm gonna say "sure." <laughs> in the Rolodex, that's the only word left. You're like, "Well, I'm seeing aliens, so sure." sure. <laughs> So one of the things I think that this movie does really, really well is it it introduces mystery and things to be explained, but doesn't explain them for a fairly long chunk of time. Another thing this movie does really well yeah. is it's the how they ratchet the tension. They tip their hand ever so slightly so you can see what's coming. They do this several times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. The, what you know about. what I mean? They they tip the, the movie and the, right they tip their hand just enough so you're like, oh shit, is this thing about to happen? Fuck, is this something about shit, this thing is happening. Like you give they give you just enough enough information to figure it out just ahead of time yeah. to go, oh fuck. Well not even some of it's not even just a little ahead of time. There's one that they set up in like the opening sequence when he's putting on his coat and all that stuff. That pops back up 30 minutes into the movie yeah. like a third of the film in it's when he pops his glove box and you and see that gun yeah so i wrote down well he and it's like not even Chekhov's gunning it it's like so much more subtle than that but it's like a well he go he spends his last five bucks on gas yep. he, he was trying to be part of an oil rig team but he's got his a bad buddy knee. yeah because he's from texas yep his buddy in wyoming is like hey come on over this oil rig we're looking for guys yeah. you're a stand-up guy you're an extra marine let's fucking good worker do this. former yep. soldier the only reason they don't hire him for is because of his knee his bum knee yeah so. and it's dangerous on the rig yep. so they're out there and and uh he goes to a gas station the gas station guy says head on down to red rock and they're always hiring yeah they're always hiring go head on down there so he goes to the red rock bar and walks in and we have one of my favorite tropes in any film is mistaken identity fucking great never accept a job that you don't know what it is no. <laughs> he's like with you? i was expecting you last friday and he's like okay i'm gonna just keep my mouth shut and see where this goes and he goes you're here for the job right and he looks yeah. up and he sees 
in Wayne's place and he goes, you must be Wayne. So he's grabbing a clue and he goes, yeah, you must be Wayne. Yeah, I know all about you. I am here for the job. He Excellent. Goes, Grab your coffee. Let's go back That's to my right. Office. I am Wayne and yeah. you're Leroy or whatever his name is. Yeah, Lloyd or whatever. Lloyd, yeah. And he goes, okay, well, um, I, I don't even know what Dennis Hopper's character's name actually is, but I think it's like... It's an L word. It's an L word. It's like Lyle. Might be I think it might be Lyle. It might actually be Lyle. It's like, you're Lyle from Dallas, right? Nicholas Cage is like, I really fucking need him. He's dead broke. Dead Spent broke. Spent his life, last five bucks on gas to get to Red Rock. To like, get to Red Rock. He is flat out. And that's that Jim Thompson thing, dude. You can be a good person, but when you are all the way toast. Back is full against the wall. You got to make some, some choices. Sometimes there's a, yeah, you got to make a decision every once in a while. And sometimes it's not a great one that you Or got. the smartest. Fuck, dude. So he goes back into this dude's bar and the guy drops five thousand dollars in front of him and he goes all right well she's gonna be out horseback riding all day so you go into the house make it look a little bit like a burglary and you can see Nicolas cage's face being like mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. no oh but he's keeping his fucking cool he does he, he stays flat but you can there's again dude we next That's a subtle there's so much subtle next, acting next happening. week we're gonna talk about nick cage at 11 this nick cage is Dialed in. Acting. I think it's fair to say. He is dialed very in. Very dialed in. Very realistic performance. Again, good actor. Like, this is why we keep coming back to Nicolas Cage yep. is he doesn't suck. There are, if we wanted to do actors who sucked, we'd just keep watching, you know, like Steven Seagal movies or something. Right, but like, exactly. Nick Cage is, I mean, sometimes they're good, but like, dude, Nick Cage has got chops. Because you can see it, like, part of his, it's in his eyes mostly where he's like, shit. There, he's hiring me to kill somebody. Right. All right, stay cool. Because if you tip your hand, you might get killed. Right. Because we don't know who this person is, what the connections are to anything. Yeah, and then you know, he shows a shows a picture. Dude, this is I love that the movie sets you up like, see how simple this is? And nothing is as it seems. Not one goddamn thing that you think is true right now ends up being true. At all. Nothing. Because it's reveal after reveal after reveal. Right now, we're gonna let's. There's only one that's a little stupid, but we'll get into let's that. Let's jump a bit. So, yeah. like, first, first and foremost, we're gonna jump through the movie to show how this movie can bend your expectations. Yes. So, this is Wayne, the owner of the Red bar Rock owner. Bar. Yep. Later, we find out that this is Wayne, the sheriff of Red Rock. Yep. Later. What a twist! Later, we find out that this is not Wayne at all. This is Kevin, wanted by the FBI for, from Illinois, from Illinois <laughs> for stealing two million dollars from a chemical company. How did he become elected sheriff? He, he basically everyone in the town drinks. This is the only issue I have with that because uh, technically the sheriff's department still have due diligence to do fingerprints and background check, but whatever. Right? They're doing the. They're doing the. This is like a small little small podum, town, but what? Wyoming but there would thing. still be due diligence. Yeah, they do so, a background yeah. check on yeah. the sheriff, but right. You know. But I'm willing to forgive that yeah. because they do address it. Because my first question was. How the fuck did he become sheriff? He's wanted by the FBI, and they cover it. Dennis Hopper asks my question: How the fuck? How did the you fuck did you become sheriff? sheriff right? So <laughs> he's like, they answer. They they fill that plot hole. The putty's still a little bit yeah, goofy, he, but it works. And also, I think there is a little bit of mistrust between Wayne, who is his alias. I'll just keep calling him that because they never. That's yeah, Wayne. Him it's, Kevin. It's, yeah. yeah, it's Sheriff Wayne. Yeah. yeah, Sheriff Wayne. So there's a little bit of distrust between Wayne and his deputies, and you're not sure why until his deputies show up with the <laughs> FBI wanted. Him. Poster yeah. and they're like, "Hey, guess what? You're not Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, <laughs> jail it is." <laughs> so that's an ex- I'm not getting butt fucked on national TV. Wayne, Wayne, it's Dwayne, but it's du- close, close enough. enough, dude. But this that is just one example of like five things that this movie takes you from. Like, yes, yep. I know what the truth is. All the twists seem fucking earned, though. 
Very and natural. relevant and natural. Absolutely. Honest, honest. They yes. all feel honest. It's never like, and secretly, he's been an FBI man the whole time. There's right, nothing like, like that. Oh. It's it's all very... It's never like the writer got stuck in a corner and had to no. like figure it it's out. It's really well plotted. And the, tw- the you're right. The twists and turns are earned. I like that word. This yeah. movie lays enough... It gives you enough rope that when you finally see the pattern in the weave, it all the thread sense. was like, there the whole there. time. Yep. It's it's cool, dude. So Nick Nicholas Cage walks out to what's his his name is Mike. Mike. So Mike goes out to his beautiful Cadillac. Sexy. And he pops his glove box to throw in five thousand dollars, and you see that we've seen him spend his last five bucks. He won't borrow a buck from his buddy, and he won't rob this guy. There's the the drawer is open at the gas station, and no he one's looks around. Looks tempted for a hot second, but his dude, I, that's a beautiful little moment of acting for Nicolas Cage because you see the temptation and then you see him like kind of come out of it and he takes a breath like okay yep, all right no can't do that no and it's a bunch of 20s it's a big fucking fat roll of 20s and he's got five bucks in his wallet and his car's on empty and man that's and I like the the beat with the owner of the gas station who comes out and sees him and sees the looks money. at the cash and he knows that he saw the cash and he also knows that he didn't take and any also knows he didn't take any yeah, exactly I, there's so much happening there with nothing happening it's great dude it's fucking it fantastic. really is good <laughs> so we see this 1911 and we we also like right after we don't know that he's ex marine yet. We, we don't, don't find that out until he's in the car with Dennis Hopper. Nope, we just know he's a Which dude. Which is it's not a twist, but it's an interesting story beat. Yeah, and the and the movie has given you enough. We see him go in. This he's guy He's got his morning routine. He does his push-ups. Well, I mean oh. I mean Wayne gives him $5,000 and tells him to kill somebody. Right. And so we don't like, we don't know anything about his past and when we see the gun we're like Maybe he's Maybe a hitman. Maybe we do know something Maybe this about guy it. Right. is a hitman. The movie lets you make your own conclusions so that it can violate them like 10 minutes down the road. Exactly. I love it, dude. I love the structure of this thing. So he takes his binoculars and goes to find the wife, Lara Flynn Boyle. Mm-hmm. Riding on the horse just like expected. Yep, and there she is riding out and to uh-oh. the- oh who's that coming out of the door the number one? Trailer. Interesting. Mm. This is the only twist in this movie that I called immediately. Um, well, well, we'll get to it in a second, but right. there, there's one thing that's set up that I immediately okay. guessed. Um, so the, like he, he sees Lara Flynn Boyle and she's, oh, she's at a trailer and there's a hunky guy who's not her husband, right. Wayne, who's hiring him to kill his, her hiring Nick Cage to kill his wife. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she's cheating on her husband. Didn't see that coming. So now we have willingness to accept a hit, a gun. And a third party into this weird love triangle. Three twists in the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, where in the hell am I standing? Okay, yep. we got to get grounded in something. It gets even better when Lara Flynn Boyle gets home and Nick Cage is sitting in the corner. He's there with his gun. And he's not a small dude. Menacing as fuck. She is pretty small. I've never seen somebody look like they just got splashed by a bucket of water better than her when she realizes he's she- there. Dude, I have that note. She is fucking phenomenal. When, especially she doesn't gasp, she doesn't. She just like, oh fuck! It's what happens to you. You wouldn't go like, ah! You'd be like frozen. Yeah, it's that deer in the headlights thing. Like, there's a man in the corner. He doesn't even show the gun yet. He goes, "Are you uh, Susan? I think her name is." Mm-hmm. He's like, he's eating peanuts or whatever, and he's like, "Are you Susan?" And she doesn't respond. So he goes, and he sets down his handful of peanuts, and he stands up, and he's holding his. 1911 big old 45 it's a big piece yeah big piece <laughs> he starts walking towards her and he goes you married to a guy named wayne and she doesn't say anything else and he goes okay look he uh 
he might be trying to hire somebody to kill you. And she's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, he hired me to kill you. Sets the packet of money she down. She goes, is this, some, is this some kind of joke? Yeah. And he goes, I'm afraid not. And sets down the money and the key to the house, and he's got a gun. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Dude, her watching. She's not going to be my best day. Watching her try to get her legs back under her and figure out what the fuck to do is without almost any dialogue from her is brilliant, dude. She does. You can see her like think, 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 think. How about this? What's your name? He goes, Lyle. And he gives the The, name. Oh, the hitman name, yeah. And she goes, how about this, Lyle? How about I double his offer and you take care of Wayne for me? She drops 10 grand on him and he pieces out. 15 grand's not a bad haul. No, he writes. For doing nothing. And then writes the sheriff a he note. He writes the sheriff a FYI, note. FYI, you might want to look into this possible, <laughs> this possible hitman situation in your town. It's like, uh, this guy, Wayne, hired me to kill, might be trying to hire someone to kill his wife. She's very likely to do the same to him. Uh, you might want to get in on this. This is not <laughs> this a is joke. Not, not a joke. Files right. it up, puts a stamp on it, and then he goes and buys a full tank of gas and a hundred and ten bucks worth, worth of groceries and shit. Yeah. Two two six packs of Bud Heavy, God a bunch of Funyuns. I love the I love the found money shopping trip in any movie. It's one of my favorite things. I do too. It's a if the if, broke dude like finally like fills up the gas tank. You've been running on fumes for. I love it. I just yeah. love that. There, there was thing. yeah. There's a couple times in the last like couple months where where you know I've got the gas thing because I'm obviously. I gotta go right eight dollars is all I can put yeah, in. Like ting ting ting. I prepaid. I think I prepaid nine bucks once because I went in and I was like, can I get nine on eight? And they're like. You want nine? nine I was like, what I, I was have. like, nine dollars yeah. is, and here's four quarters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Eight on the card and one in quarters. Yeah. Filled that shit up. But uh, yeah, dude, I, his shopping spree is so cool. And then he's like, all right, and you can see he's like, I just rolled into town, made fifteen grand for no work at all, and now I'm on my way. And he and he covered his his uh, his his, his, moral his morals because he sent the letter, sent the letter to, the to the sheriff. To the sheriff. So he's he cruises out of town in his beautiful caddy. This might be one of the cooler stunts we've seen this season. Uh, the, the full hit. That fucking dude gets smoked. He pretty much gets creamed. There's yeah. a little <laughs> truck on the side of the road. You know, tire needs to get changed. And Nicolas Cage is looking at the truck. And when he looks back in the road, the guy is like wait, trying to flag him down. <laughs> he just nails him. He just blam the dude. <laughs> and you see, they don't. You don't see his head. So I'm hoping it's a. I'm assuming it's a dummy. It had to be. But it's you, a damn good dummy. You see a guy get. He gets tagged by like 50 mile an Flips hour. Flips over Cadillac. the windshield and over the top of the car. The guy on top of the car is definitely a stunt man because yeah. you can see him doing the slide, the stunt man slide. Incredible. Every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, fist bump, stunt man. He does a great job. Yeah. He rolls off and hits. The the ground and Nick, you see Nicholas Cage, son of a bit, because he can't. This is the one time you do the hit and run, do the hit and run, buddy. Go, yeah. No, no one's gonna see you. No one cares. But he can't. He was able to make the moral, the moral justification. Like this guy hired me to kill his wife, but what I'm gonna do is warn his wife, right, and, and then warn the authorities. Yeah, so you're covered. And then you the wife gives solved him, it, right? Yeah, he's like, okay, so I might have prevented a crime. I saved both their lives, and I got 15 grand. Yes, it was kind of morally gray area, but I'm good with it. You but took money from bad people. You Robin Hooded it. This is not, but the guy that he is is not the guy who leaves a dude bleeding exactly. in the road. So he goes over. Uh, my, I mean, dude, like maybe don't roll him over because you just fucking he hit him. Violated all of the don'ts for like when you injure someone, you don't move the fucking person. Like, yeah, you, he rolls him over hard, like slaps his fireman head. carries him, <laughs> which is a again like. It's a big moment, but it's very honest. He gets, he fireman carries, he's like, 
he goes, he looks at him and you see him go like, shit. And he goes, hang on, buddy. I'm going to get you out of here. Picks him up. He is a ways out of town, and he doesn't have a way to contact anybody. So I, he's got to drive him to the hospital. I see what he. If you're I, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Like it's the he, dude's gonna die in the middle of the road if you don't. Yeah, this, pick him up this and guy's carry him. dead in seconds. We didn't have cell phones. It's '93. No. Yeah, so he he throws him in the back of the car, gets him to the hospital, wraps him in a blanket, which is like one of those little, one of those little thing, one of those little beats yep. that makes you understand who Mike is. He doesn't just dr- drag this dude in or like dump him on the step. Gave him some comfort. Yeah, he wrapped him in a blanket. He comes in. He goes, "Where's the doctor, sir? You need to. Where's the fucking doctor?" It's one of my favorite moments because I got a dead man here almost. Yeah, like, he's carrying this dude, and this nurse is giving him shit. He's like, you see him just like, oh, I love it. I love this movie. Nicholas Cage. I think he only screams two times. Yeah, it's two, maybe three. That's it. And every time he does it, it is a. It's not a big Nicholas Cage like, moment. Oh, it's, oh. it's a moment where you, the viewer, would scream at this because you're feeling the scream coming nurse. up in yeah. your own lungs. You're like, God damn it! Just get the fucking doctor. Thank yeah. you, Mister Cage, for doing that for me. Right, right, right. So I didn't have to scream at the screen. At the TV, <laughs> like you do sometimes. I put my laptop. I'm in my office. Bird just hears upstairs. God damn it! Get the <laughs> She's like, what? That's right. Oh, he's watching Measuring Flicks movies again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, uh, dude. And Dr. Not Stephen King comes up. Yeah, uh, Dr. Kang. <laughs> Dr. Kang. Dr. Stephen Kang. Stephen Kang. <laughs> comes up. And he's like, you don't go anywhere. I need to ask you some questions. I think it's to Mike's credit that he sticks around he for stick quite around. a while. Yeah, we show the passage of time. has been well over an hour because yeah. they're pulling bullets out of this guy. Spoilers. Which we don't know, which I love, <laughs> dude. Well, I also said um, uh, my, my first thoughts immediately, because maybe I'm less moral than Mike, is I was like, don't tell the doctor you hit this guy. <laughs> I found this guy in the road. I found this guy in the road. He looked really hurt. I hit him with my car. Well, now you're fucking stuck, <laughs> chief. Also... Right. Maybe ditch the gun and the $15,000 in your glove box. Or at least not have it in your glove don't box. Don't have it in your car. Put it somewhere. Stash it. I, there are places yeah. you can stash that for a couple hours until the shit blows over. Jesus. I mean, he would have been fucked anyway because we're about to find out that... Uh, God damn, this reveal is I cool. know, dude. Because you know... You know before you know, but you know. As soon it's as, so brilliant. As soon as you realize they're not showing the sheriff's face, you're like, oh my God, it's Wayne. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so the the two, not the sheriff, but the two like um, local deputies, deputies show yeah. up and they're like, hey, whoa, excuse me, buddy. We're going to need to have you stick around and for At first, they, they come across as shitty. Yeah, you're like, why are you oh, guys being these fucking dicks? dicks? And you expect that to be carried through the whole film. And it's not. It's a tiny twist. Which yeah, is, they're the good guys. Which is a really nice, refreshing Love take it. on the deputy trope. Yeah, to not have cops be like total cocks. In actually, the movie. They're, they're super smart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the deputies are... Actually, I love Dennis Hopper's line, smart cop. Smart cop, yeah. Dude, there's something about that line that I really like. I always dig it when the villain gives the law enforcement like a little bit of a nod. A nod. God damn it, yeah. They're smart. That's a smart cop. Yeah, they do it. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Right? (laughs) I dig that. There's a... There's a... The opposite line can be cool, too, though. There's a great line in Reservoir Dogs where he goes, do you have to shoot anybody? He goes... Nah, just a couple cops. Yeah, no real real people. No real people, just cops. That's amazing. He says just cops. Oh, no real people. No yeah. real people. Fucking just cops. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it's but in this one, dude. Yeah, the, honestly, the cops end up being the Mike, two deputies. Mike is the... pretty awesome all the way through. 
He is. Everyone else is kind of, but he's he's definitely like gets more into the moral gray area. But man, I love. Well, this his hand is being seriously forced. Yeah, big time. Though. I love the cops in this though. the The two deputies are. Yeah, the two deputies awesome. are awesome. You you like them enough that when you see the one guy get shot later, Ted's in the, dead baby. Yeah, <laughs> Ted's dead baby. It's a chopper baby. <laughs> but when when Deputy Ted gets smoked and the you know Dennis Hopper comes in and yeah. ventilates him. You feel bad. Yep. You're like, oh, man. And Wayne he, feels bad. Even Wayne is like, what in the fuck are you doing? Because his deputies aren't supposed to be part of this. I think mm. he does have a real, he developed a real relationship with these deputies, even though he is playing the part of a sheriff. Yeah. He is a criminal. I don't think Wayne. But he's more of a crook than, I he's think, a crook. He's not a murderer. Well, he, hi, he tries tr- to have. Tri- right. But but that's his when partner in crime. But also when he sees the actual what violence does, he starts to turn a little bit. You see a bit of. Somewhat. He goes away a little bit. He comes back and like. Yeah. He Well, I think he also part of it, it to, to not give him too much credit because he's a bad dude. Yeah. I think he also realizes once you start killing cops, the the stakes ratchet yeah. up. Now they're not going to let this go. Exactly. Because now there's a dead police officer tied to my prison break. And you're already on the FBI's most wanted list. Yeah, and he knows he's about to be broken out of jail. So he's like, well, great. So now I not only have a I prison have to break, go to Mexico got, now. Yeah, yeah. I have no fucking option. There's no retiring in California. Dennis, or Because yeah. Dennis Hopper is such a, she's such a, like a wild gun. You know what I mean? He's Wait, or, wild. There's really no control to him. Mm-mm. We haven't been introduced to him yet, though. So let's yep. back so, it up. Yeah, we'll back it up to to. Is there a problem, officer? You know, because now we're back in the hospital. Nicholas Cage is wondering why he's not allowed to leave. I mean, one, you hit a dude with your car. You can't leave. You yeah. shouldn't have told them that. Now you are. You that's a crime. Sorry. Yep. They've if, got. They've got. They have to at least investigate figure out the what accident happened. Yeah. or or sort stuff out. So you're kind of trapped for a bit. And then the doctor goes, "Yeah, we have a homicide on our hands." And Nicholas Cage is like, "What are you talking about? It was an accident." And he goes, "Uh, I know. This man was shot twice in the stomach." And he shows the two bullets. And you're like, "Uh, hmm." This is a real bad town to visit. Red, and we know to visit Red Rock. Yeah, dude. And we we know from when he rolled him over that it's Kurt. This is when the hunk from the trailer, the hunk from the trailer yeah. that Lara Flynn Boyle was cheating on Wayne with. Exactly. Yeah. So this, so I was like, oh damn! Like, okay, so Kurt got shot twice in the stomach. Like Levi or what? Lyle, 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 Lyle must Lyle must be in town. Um, so the the shootout. Oh, shootout, Che. Okay, so he he's sticking around. Wayne shows up. Sheriff Wayne shows up, and you're like, yeah, Sheriff's on his way. I love the deputy's response, too. Like, what the... Did you call him? No. You think I would call him? Neither of his deputies like Wayne. Because before this, he called his wife's number, and she answers. He's like, wait, what the fuck is going on? She's supposed to be dead right now. Right. So we've got a hit and run, two bullets in the gut. That's what prompts him to go. Yeah, yeah. The doctor called. Yeah. So he heard it on on the radio and was like... Oh, two bullets in the stomach, hit and run. My wife is still alive. Maybe she got the drop on my hitman. Right. I want to go check it out. He shows up and sees that Nicolas Cage is just chilling in the waiting waiting room. room. He's like, hmm, you didn't do the job that I paid you $5,000 for. What's going on? We need to talk about this. Throws him in the car. Dude, this is... You're right about the tension. This movie does tension really well. Yes, it does. This is one of the great bits, too. And he's like... He's what like, the fuck is going yeah, on? He's like, what the fuck is going on? He's like, look, and and Nicholas Cage tells him the truth. He's like, I thought you wanted me for like a bartender job. I figured I could scam your money and get out. 
It's in my car. You I'll have my, back to you. you have my car. Just turn me loose. Let's both forget about this. You go get your money back. There's a gun in the glove box and it's a really nice car. So, and <laughs> I mean, the old, there is like one bit of this where I'm like, I don't know if Wayne would really do that, where he drives off the road and crashes through the fence. My into note the field. is, um, those old Broncos are prone to rolling. I would not advise whipping it off the road like that. Yet another Wyoming movie with a sheriff driving a Bronco, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Longmire, he drives a Longmire. Bronco. Longmire. Um, so. Yeah, so he he gives him the key. He puts the key on the dashboard. Wayne is like, you know what? So sneaky. I will let you go. Because the only way he can get away with killing him is it looks like he's trying to it's escape look and like can he's shoot him. To escape. Yeah, and there's this awesome. And Nick gets it. This is the Jim. This is that Jim Thompson fucking thing. Because the sheriff puts the key on the dash and he goes, "There's your uh, there's your handcuff key right there." And Nicholas Cage knows that as soon as he gets the cuffs loose, the sheriff's gonna shoot him. Yep. And the sheriff knows that. And they both know that the other knows that, but there's no way forward but that oh goddamn God, handcuff it key. So much. That it's dude, it's brilliant. God it's damn, totally I love it so awesome. much. So my biggest fucking shit eating grin. Yeah, watching this movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> at six thirty this morning. I've never been more wide awake for a flick. This is my kind of movie, Max. It really is. I this to me it's lives, my favorite genres of all time. This lives in the in the like. It's it's better than Blood and Concrete, but it's got that kind of quirky, weird it's, 90s. It's fucking low stakes. It's not like aliens are going to destroy the planet if we don't fix a cube and put an energy source no, into human. a butthole. It's, yeah. This is like four people. He, yeah, four people, human problems. If they all die, nothing in the world is going to change. Nothing matters. So you have to be invested in the people, which I think is harder so, to write. Which is Absolutely, because if you don't give a shit about Nicolas Cage, you don't give a shit about this movie. Right. About Michael. We right. would all be sad if Susan died because... It, Laura, Laura Flynn Boyle's awesome she and she's forever. super pretty. Yeah, like, yeah. let's make her immortal. If I want her to live forever. <laughs> so, dude, it's the escape is so cool because before Nicolas Cage even gets the key into his handcuffs, he yep. kicks the sheriff in the face. He, like, swings over and boots him in the head, and that's when he starts working. He gets the door open. Sheriff pulls the revolver. Nicolas Cage... <laughs> would have shattered his wrist like there would for be no real. arm no 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 movement but left for the next six months sometimes you gotta let hollywood get it's away fine. with a little bit yeah a little a little door jammy action is fine yeah and maybe he works that's his masturbating it's wrist his, his real wrist. beefy yeah <laughs> <laughs> protected the bones just barely oh so he he gets the handcuff he damaged the door more than his forearm oh yeah the door just falls <laughs> to pieces and wayne comes out and he's like thank you porn hub <laughs> Alexis Texas gave me this hand, <laughs> but he, so he kicks the he, he kicks the he does the like you know smash the hand until the gun drops. Nick Cage got the gun, gets the gun, Hall's takes ass. off for the woods. Wayne steps out of the truck. Have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? Oh fuck yes! This is very No Country for Old Men, yeah, and it is, I am isn't it? so about actually No Country for Old Men is another perfect example of this genre of film. Yeah, my God, the, the, the perfect the example old of- like the modern. Blue collar Wild West crime noir. Yep. And you know, yes, the Coen Brothers did do it better than Red Rock West, but Red Rock West does is, it really fucking. It's well. really fucking good, dude. I love this nighttime chase scene because Wayne's got a high powered rifle. There are a few things that I, a few sounds that I love more than the sound of a bolt action being cycled. Hell yeah, dude! One of my favorite sounds is the echo of a rifle in the night. Yeah, that, that like, yeah, it shows you like you're in a yeah. big space, man. It's like that, 
Oh, and the clang of an M9 is pretty nice. Yeah, but a grand. Oh sorry. yeah, at the end Ba-ting! at the end of a clip. Yeah, which is genuinely that's because that it is, is a the clip. Correct it's, use yes. of clip at the end of a clip when it kicks the clip out. Ba-ding! Ba-ding! And you know you got to put another one in. That's why Saving Private Ryan is in my top ten list. Yeah, just I like that ba-ting. sound. <laughs> Who doesn't like the sound of an M1 finishing a cycle? Fuck yeah, dude. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you all the way. But the rack, 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 rack of the yeah, of a bolt, bolt action. A, a well-oiled bolt action snapping home. It's a great sound. It's a great sound. Uh, this is making me rub my man boobs. <laughs> you're like, I don't <laughs> You're like, something about something a bolt action. Grateful. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like, I'm pro second amendment, but sometimes when Carl touches himself. <laughs> We're talking about guns. <laughs> These kind of movies definitely make you even like I'm obviously I like guns a bunch right I got a bunch of them I grew up in the UP shooting guns but yeah. something about these this kind of movie like when you watch John Wick you're like man I sure do like the M1 man I really like those those high this tech one nines make the, the movies like this make you appreciate the violence that they're capable of though yeah yeah the, gun, the guns in this movie are not glorified they're nope. really scary yes they there, are there's a moment later in this film the, the, there's actually the a very that, few bullets fired in this movie very few rounds fired this is the most shooting done in the film yep, no this... no no no. at the end lara flynn boyle dumps a clip into somebody or dumps a mag yeah but as far as like the say. the conservation of fire is yeah and actually this compared is compared to like the wide range of and thousands yeah. of rounds of ammunition <laughs> right like, it's not john right, wick exactly. this is and what that's another thing i like about this which is people run out all the time yeah the six rounds is six rounds now, okay, we should talk, because we're saying, like, oh, this movie does guns pretty well. Actually, this movie kind of, f- the end of this movie. Oh, the the, the climax. Yeah, that is just, vi- that's an egregious mistake. That is total. The gun on the ground? or the, the... When Lara Flynn Boyle pulls the trigger and there's nothing in there. There oh. would be one in the chamber, dude. Yeah. That gun does not get fired after after uh, Dennis Hopper after pulls he... the mag out. No. There's so one left There's in the one pipe. left. Nicolas Cage should have eaten lead in that last yep. fucking... Because, yeah, bit. the slide would have locked back on the last round. After it had been fired, yeah. yeah. So the, either Dennis there's Hopper... definitely one left in there. And we saw Dennis Hopper fire it in the car. So we know that... It wasn't a dead load. No. Or an empty... Mag, Something yeah. cycled in there, unless his gun was empty. But then the slide would have locked back because the mag was in. Yeah. So there should have been a bullet in that yeah, gun. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So like the the happy ending is predicated on bad gun science, but that's okay. Yeah, it's dude, it's Hollywood. It's two minor plot holes in the totally. movie, and we'll in the gloss. Yeah, two two very small issues, and also it gives it gives us the way to a really satisfying ending. Absolutely. So sure. There's I'll, a little angel on your shoulder moment though with a lucky pack. The bills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you he know what? Should have been broke, but I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with it as yeah. well. I like it. That's. But that's the That's with all of his run of bad luck, that's one check in the plus column for if him. If you keep betting on black, eventually, eventually the ball's gonna exactly, turn out black, right? baby. Like you might be wearing your underwear by the time you get there. <laughs> <laughs> you know But in the end you're gonna be uh sleeping in the rain man suite, baby. I mean yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I on it we'll we'll talk about the end when we get to it, but boy do I I like how it turns out. So this is our introdu- introduction to Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that's right, because Nick is running out of the Mike, Mike is running out of the woods and almost gets creamed by Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Which is awesome. I love how that ends up too because what's so, he, he he's driving like a big I think it's another caddy. It is a caddy. It's a black it's a fat big fucking, black oh my caddy. God, it's amazing. It's a V eight. Gnarly he, he, shit. Nick Cage. Fall- it looks like a kind of car a hitman would drive. It does. It does. Like you see it and you recognize that it is a Cadillac, but it, boy, does it look like an El Camino <laughs> in your soul? 
it you know? Feel, I, I, you know, it's funny. I had the same thought. Like, man, that feels a lot like an El Camino. It does, man. <laughs> There's something about it. Part of it is when Dennis Hopper steps out and he's got those super sharp black boots on. Oh, my God. Anytime someone in cowboy boots steps out of any vehicle, it spiritually becomes an El Camino. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, With a steel tip on it. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Dude, I love it. The bit where Nicolas Cage opens, he sits up in the road and his face is one I was going to say, you've never grill. seen a face closer to the grill of a car. No, and you can hear the belts. His body's under it. Yeah. Oh, his body all the way to the like the waist is under the car, and his upper body is like touching the bumper, and his face is right in the grill. And I love that they don't give it like the, it's not like ADR car sounds like blah 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 blah. It's like you can hear the belt, the fan yep. belt blowing like right in his face, yep. and you're like, Jesus, he is close to that shit. <laughs> really good sound can, design. You can this. tell by the smell if he needs an oil change. That's oh yeah, like, he's, he's like that close. Thanks for not hitting me. By the way, you're you're burning oil. <laughs> <laughs> like you got about 100, 150 miles left before you need to go I think ahead and change that. One of your belts that. is rubbing right. oil. <laughs> like he's he's diagnosed in the car. He's so goddamn close to it. He's half under, and he might is as well just change the oil. Hey, actually, I'm down here anyway. Do you have a spare filter? If, if you have a spilt, uh, you give me a ride. I'll change this for <laughs> right. you. I'm already here. I'm already actually so doing it. <laughs> I my left Halfway hand there. is undoing your right. filter. You might want to kill the engine because it's gonna drain. Do you have an oil pan? Like he's doing work <laughs> on the fucking car, um, dude. And Right off the bat, I love Dennis Hopper in this yep. movie. He, yes, he becomes a bad guy, and you don't like him because he's a really bad guy. But this first introduction to him, before you, you know... You get the sense, unless he's on a job, and yeah. you are the target, or you have fucked with his day in some way, he's generally speaking an okay guy. Yeah, it's like that Quentin Tarantino thing where just because he's a hitman doesn't mean he's a bad person. Yeah. Whereas most of society would be like, uh, no, he kills people for a living, he's a bad dude. It's the Harvey Keitel effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Harvey Keitel has killed a bunch of people, but he's not a bad guy. No. And, you know, if he thinks you've wronged him, he's a nightmare. But if you're okay in his He will straight murder you in your sleep. He will kill you. He will (laughs) totally kill you. But if you haven't deserved that, you know, like, I think the reason, ultimately, that Dennis Hopper turns on on Mike. It's almost a betrayal of trust because they're both Marines. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have a conversation. Mike tried to take his job. And Mike tried to take is his one, job. one, and now two, Mike knows his face and who he is, oh, so he's a loose another, end. Yeah, yeah. He's a professional. He's a psychopath, too. We definitely see that he's a psychopath. But I think that if Mike was just Mike and none of that, he wasn't in any way tied into that, Mike would have nothing to fear from him. I think he, would have bu- he legitimately wanted to buy him a beer and a shot. And then take him to his and car. And take him to his car. That was what was going to happen after because that. Because when Wayne shows up, he's like, why? What What do you need to know about this who this person he's that I picked up? defensive about it He's defensive about it, absolutely. Like, Did you pick up a guy outside of town? And he goes, yeah, why does that matter to you? He's like, right. get get off my buddy's back, okay? Do you know Do you know he was in Vietnam? Did you know he was right. in one of the worst massacres of... He survived one of the worst massacres of U.S. soldiers in that war? Fuck you, Wayne. And then Wayne's like, yeah, he uh, he knows about the he murder stole plot. Your job. And he knows who you are. And then that's when that's Lyle... That's the turn happens. There's almost a sense, too, with Lyle where... Actually, no. I was going to try and give him something that he didn't earn. Once mm. once Lyle knows who Mike is, he has no compassion left for him. Zero. There's none. No, there isn't any. And by the end, I would say Semper Dennis... Semper out the window with that. In a weird way, Dennis Hopper, to me, is the flattest character in this movie because he does eventually just become a villain with no nuance. Yeah, I, he does become that. I like, for sure. I like Lyle first you when become, we first meet him. Oh, yeah. He's got depth because he's, you know, it's like, I think it's wrong what happened. You know, man, it's wrong what happened to you and those boys over in the thing. And Semper if he buys him a shot and Semper Fi. But there is even a little bit of that hint of that weird chip on his shoulder early on. I'm not on. good enough to have a, to buy you a beer. Oh, I'm not good enough to drink with? Can't, I, 
I, I just told you I'll bring you to your car. And you can see, and in a weird way, in that first bit, you're with Lyle. Yep. You know, Lyle doesn't know that Mike's on the run. He's like, not even a little bit. I'm, I helped you. I'm trying to help you more. And I'm, I've bonded with you over our military service. Like, what, why are you being all fucking weird and uppity about this? Yeah. So in a weird way, Lyle starts out to me as a really sympathetic character. And you, you kind of know early on who he is. He's driving a black Cadillac wearing black, and he's Dennis he's Hopper. So a you caddy know he's... with Texas plates. You know he's the... Again, though, that's a bit of a tip of the hand you know without mm-hmm. knowing for sure. Right. It, they, they're like, ooh, this might be... It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> so it's like not showing the bomb, but it's hearing the ticking in the room. Uh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. You st- you've heard, you're starting to hear a tick, and you're like, is that a clock or a bomb? feel like it might be a bomb almost every time in this movie it ends up being a bomb oh yeah it works Nine so times well because yeah. it keeps the tension going they do the same trick over and over again and it never feels uh overused, overused. or overplayed yeah be- because the twists are so earned yeah again like yeah. You're, you're totally right i love the i love dennis hopper's line too when uh because uh, lyle says uh i need to talk to wayne tell him it's lyle from dallas and he's like he's out you want me to call him yeah if you wouldn't mind and that's when nick cage is like realizes this i gotta is go i need to yeah. get out now because this is the killer and wayne's go on his way head. i gotta hit the head and i love dennis hopper's line don't, don't piss, piss on, on the, the seat, seat even if they did it ain't lucky it ain't lucky <laughs> <laughs> or it, it says it's not lucky yep but and he when he says it you you believe that that is a superstition that Lyle has. He actually carried that with him for several years. Yeah, this the whole is, pissing like, on the seat thing. Oh, it's God. Like, it's such a good little detail. And I love little stuff like yep. that in movies, man. Um, the, what, do you, what did you think of the escape onto the roof of the truck? Little silly, but I kind of dig it, too. I liked it, too. Cause I like that he's a Marine and he took the high ground. Yeah, right. And it, yeah, and it feels really desperate too. It feels desperate and it feels smart. Yeah, because most people would run out the window and just run. Right, right, That's right. That's how you get found right away. Because you're on the ground. No one looks up. No, no one ever looks up unless you're another marine. I love and you're super fucking smart. I love that Lyle goes out and looks for a second, and, and then, then he comes goes back to the window. He stops. He's like, "Wait, what would I do? What do I know about Mike? Mike is a marine. I'm a marine, and we, they were in the same." The same branch or yep. but different different uh stationed with different units but right. same same type of thing and he's I like i love that he goes back to the window to the, and he stands and he like, doesn't move what would i do yeah he's looking around he's like okay what are my options and he doesn't he, he goes to the window and he stops and he stands and he stands and he stands and he sees that there's a way up and he's like that's, that's where it. mike is yep and Fucking he starts climbing that. it's such a good beat and again it's earned it's not like i'm a marine so i would go up he has to sit and think for a second yep. he's like all right hold on hold on a second he's not dumb enough to just run out into the night where would he go where it's would a marine so go great, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and i love i love how close it is too because nick when i'm sorry when mike gets on the roof of the thing and he pulls the board in rather than let it fall or rather than shove it back onto the roof he takes the board with him because he's like okay and they'll leave any sort of right evidence as to what has happened yeah in a weird way i almost think it's mike knowing that lyle if lyle sees the long board on the roof he's he'll like put something together. he'll put something together so he's like i take that evidence and now he has less information to work with it's very yeah, like i like the escape Hell yeah! And but I think the escape. It's I, goofy in that I, the whole the thin board and doing the tight roping thing mm-hmm. is always just a little bit goofy to me. I give the but I also, I give the escape a little extra line because of what it leads to, which is the interaction with the truck driver. This is fucking. I have several notes about truck drivers. One of my favorite favorite bit characters in any movie. Oh yeah, now. this guy's it's like that tickle. <laughs> <laughs> when he's got it up in his face. Yeah. 
He's like, sorry, man. I didn't mean to scare you. Do I look fucking scared to you? Do I look fucking scared to you? <laughs> He's got a gun jammed in his face. Oh, look at that involuntary reaction to bullshit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think that's my favorite line Cox of this the whole fucking back. movie. Oh god, look at that look at- involuntary reaction to bullshit. <laughs> Cox the but like he's he's a good dude. He's a good old boy. He invites him into his cab, even though he didn't say, "I know you're lying to me." I love that. That's the last thing he said. He goes, "You are fucking lying to me." Now get the fuck off my truck. And when he gets off the truck, he he pops the door open. And he goes, yep. "I give you a ride if you want." Even though Nick Cage is lying it's to like him. It's like, if you want to ride next time, I'm you know, just north. ask somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you, I'm sure you picked up on it, but the Nicholas Cage's story is because of the conversation he overhears between the truck driver and the other bar patron about. About the woman? The, the woman. Like, yeah. ah, I got wife troubles, blah, blah, blah. And even while Nicholas Cage is, or even while Mike is climbing across that board, he's absorbing he's that absorbing information. absorbing that information. And you realize that. Recon. Mike's no slouch, yeah. <laughs> dude. Mike has got his shit together because he's on. The, he's like, sorry, I was back at the bar, needed to get away from my wife, and he's like, you expect me to believe that? And you climbed onto my truck. Isn't that a stupid thing to do? He goes, well, yeah, you don't know my wife, <laughs> right? And that's when he cocks the hammer back. Oh. Look at that involuntary response to bullshit, <laughs> dude. I love the truck driver. I, spe- yep. I really dig how he's uh, when he's drive. They're driving. He's like, you can drop me at this ranch up front. Am I taking you two-year-old lady or away, away from, from her? her? And he goes, I actually just got some business to attend to. And he's like, business. Business, eh? Well, in and out. Is she pretty? In out. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, because he kind of, the truck driver takes Mike by surprise here. Cause Mike, I think so. You see him think for a second. He goes, yeah. Yeah, actually, she is pretty. And he's not lying. Hadn't thought of it before, though, because he was just there to like be like, hey, your husband's trying to kill you. But now he's thinking about her in a different way because of our little bit truck driver he's like one of the high points of the movie for me and this is a pretty good movie all the way through i feel like measuring flicks should have another category for the uh quill and filmies is like most memorable minor character yeah best bit part or best something bit part. Yeah. yeah i best of the bitties because we got the best of the titties best <laughs> of the bitties <laughs> big old bitties big old bitties write that down jot that down carl big old bitties we gotta maybe we will work that in because this truck driver gets a nom for sure he's great dude do I look fucking scared to you? <laughs> um, so the next this time... This proves that there's no small parts, only small actors, right? I mean, Dude, shit. totally. This guy this guy almost steals... The, no, this guy steals the show. While he's with Nicolas Cage, yeah. this is the this guy is you're his watching. Movie. He's go- Yeah, he owns this film for yep. four minutes. It's his film for four Congratulations, minutes. Congratulations, sir. Good on you, dude. We'll get his... I'll, if, I'll find his name if we just... We'll shout we him out. Uh, at happen. least we'll shout him out sometime down the line. Eventually, we'll yes. get a name for this guy because this truck driver is great. Um, so he pops back into Flint <laughs> Boyle's house again. I love that she just immediately, like, she finishes her drink and then picks up a Stoli bottle like, all right, motherfucker, all right. let's dance. <laughs> God, she's got, a, she's got an appetite for that booze, man. Yeah, she drinks hard. Yeah. It made me want tequila really bad. Made me want tequila and Stoli. Stoli is my favorite vodka. Yeah, well, I usually have Smirnoff lying around because yep. it's a little cheaper, and that's James Bond's vodka that's true, of choice yeah. for many of the movies. Mm-hmm. I think he switches to uh, what's the fuck Belvedere. He switches to Belvedere mm-hmm. and the new ones with Daniel nice, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> who doesn't love Belvedere? Belvedere must have paid some good money to get that. Yeah, and they're they're uh, they're making their money back by making their bottles forty fucking dollars. Are you out of your mind? I can get smeared off for eight bucks. Pop off. You know how many pop offs you can get for that? 
17. Yeah. 17 bottles of pop-off. But you also get like free exit Infections. ramps in your, in- yeah. <laughs> your stomach when you're drinking pop-off too much. All of your fucking intestinal flora dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like an atom bomb for your gut bacteria. <laughs> they got news reporters. No! <laughs> Devastation occurred today. <laughs> the entire lower GI is completely wiped out. <laughs> Not even bacteria. You wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm having a lot of trouble digesting soft eggs. You wake up, you've just been shitting slowly all night long. Yeah, it's just leaking out of you, and you're like, that's weird. I wonder why that happens every time I drink pop (laughs) Or 10 high. It's like a soft serve ice cream machine set on the slowest. It's just... (laughs) Like when you're almost out of soft serve, but there's a little (laughs) little bit... uh, that's pretty horrible, yeah, actually. Pretty, pretty bad. That's that's egregious. <laughs> <laughs> but when we see when uh, so Nicholas Cage <laughs> tells Lara Flynn Boyle is like, "Hey, uh, remember that guy, that cowboy you were fucking, Kurt? Yeah, he's in the hospital with two bullets in his stomach. He, like he he now has enough sense to lie to her." She asks. Is if he's dead or not, and it's not because she. <gasps> this movie's really fucking smart, dude. It's really well written. This is when I because I just put it together that she wasn't asking because she's, she's worried concerned about, him. about her it's boyfriend because she, she wants to make sure he's dead. And I called that she shot him here. That's the only twist. This movie was it something in her performance or you just okay? It's her performance. God damn it, she's good. It really is because you can. I missed it. I was probably making a note. Had Maybe. I seen and, it, and was... you can read it two ways too. Like her performance is like, is he is he dead? You know, because we we know she's into some shady shit. Because she hired a hitman. She to just kill paid her him ten grand. Of, yeah, right. So maybe she maybe this is her legitimate reaction to finding out that one of her lovers has been shot. But the way that I read it, I was and I actually wasn't even sure. I put a question mark. I said I think Susan shot Kurt. And I that was the in the movie with about a hundred twists in it. It's the only one I spotted. The only fucking one. Like, come on. This movie's really tight, dude. It's super tight. Not not tight as in great, which it is. It's. This movie is woven tight. Every single thread leads somewhere interesting. What did you think of... uh, Okay, so Dennis Hopper shows up. Man, is his training good? Because Nicolas Cage gets... He puts Susan out on the balcony. He goes, get the fuck out on the balcony. Get dressed. Right, Hopper's here. I'm going to deal with... Lloyd's here. I'll deal with Lyle. Lyle. I will deal with Lloyd, Lyle, Larry, Larry. Lester. (laughs) Like, I'll deal with L guy. So he turns on the faucets in the bathroom. Dennis Hopper walks upstairs Dude, with his gun. A, he's simple as it's a de- he's setting a decoy. It's fucking crazy. With the with the, with uh, the bath sounds. Yeah, and you know yeah. what my favorite part is? Dennis Hopper doesn't bite. He walks into the room and he looks toward the bathroom where the water's running, and then he turns immediately to the balcony and heads for the balcony. Nicholas Cage hidden somewhere in the room, like has to distract him, so he throws something to make an active sound not just passive water running so dennis hopper turns he's like okay i did hear a thing i did hear something so there's got to be something over there but his first reaction is like that looks like a decoy i'll bet because there's no other motion somebody drawing a tub would be around and active getting the rest of the things ready or taking clothes off yeah dude he spots the humming he spots the trap in less than a second he walks in the room and he's just a tub running right why is there nothing else happening? walks in looks at the tub and goes bullshit she's over here (laughs) and he's right he's right dude oh so good so he eventually does go into the room when he turns back around nicholas cage hits him with a big fucking heavy like i mean he pitches it at him like from yeah, like like a, like a baseball pitch, like a half a bowling ball's worth of steel statue hits him in the face, and then Nick Cage comes over, pops him. him one, and Dennis Hopper's out. 
Yeah. He's uh, staring in his eyelids for an hour and a half. What do you think? I was staring at the fucking ins- I was watching the inside <laughs> of my eyes. eyelids for an hour and a fucking half. Dude, I love this movie. <laughs> so he picks up the gun. Susan comes back in and she's like, hey, um, so what are we doing? He's We're like, leaving. <laughs> he's like, uh, I don't want to be here when Lyle wakes up. Do you? And she, she pieces out and she's like, there's a Jeep. Well, he, he Actually, they were going to take his car, but they realized the keys are on him. And they don't want to go back up there. Nope. So Nicolas Cage pulls the distributor cap and throws it into the woods. Awesome. Yeah. Love that note. And yeah. military training. He's like, I'm going to disable this vehicle so we can't be followed. Exactly. Hops in the... She's like, there's a Jeep behind. I'll get my keys and I love meet this you. fucking beat. It's my... Do you want to do it? It's yeah. like my fake... Do it. They finally get into the car. <laughs> he starts the car. And he's like, oh, just my luck. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how far? How much gas mileage you get? Empty tank. Empty fucking. He tank. He turns it on and the tank's empty, and he goes, "Fucking story of my oh, life." Oh, that's what it is. Fucking story of my <laughs> fucking life. story of my life. <laughs> fucking the tank is always on e for this guy, man. I love that we see him fill fill a vehicle several times and then immediately lose it and end yep. up in another car <laughs> with an empty then, gas tank. All this guy is doing the whole movie is just filling. Pumping gas, man. Pumping gas. You could have called this like Red Rock full service. <laughs> right, or Red Rock Texaco, baby. <laughs> um, Yeah, dude. And she- So they beat feet. So this is my actually, I said I didn't have many problems with the movie. This is the one problem area that i have nearest town 40 miles they never would have made it on an empty tank well that let's say that they they perhaps made it 30 miles 40 miles will they make it 40 on e all right but they, Maybe spend, they don't make it to a town though well they there's a comfort inn and yeah, they there's made a it bar the so they made oh. it to a town all right, so what else you got they hang out here a lot when they should be beating feet like he's been so smart up to this point of like getting distance and being smart but they're going to burn a whole day and get a hotel room. So 40 miles isn't that far. But I guess it's only one person searching for them. She did that on purpose. Right. I f- so she's she goaded wor- him she's into like... She's working him because she doesn't yeah. want to get too far away from the money. That's right. Yeah, because ultimately she wants to get the money. If they fucking f- fuck off to wherever... She takes his wallet and all of his money out of it when he's pumping the $80 gas. $80. Yeah, yeah, she's like, well, how are you going to pay for gas? He's like, I got like 80 bucks left. And she goes, give me your wallet. But she says it's sexy and he's not going to say no to that. She takes his wallet reads his real name, takes all of his money. So he's just being successfully played then. Yeah. She's, okay. she's tied to him. Because my whole time, like, you guys need to not be fucking, what is wrong? But it's because she doesn't want to get distant. That makes sense. Mike though. says that several times. She's like, I'll be in the bar. He pumps the gas and he comes in. Because I'm like, buy like, a sixer to go and have this discussion on the road. Game. Yeah. And that's why she gets him hammered, but too. But then we don't get the money. Right. Right. She, that, they don't, she's like, why don't you stay for one drink? She gets him into a conversation, and then she orders a second drink. So he's stuck for at least. I love one that more. everyone has my favorite combo: the Happy Meal, a Jim Beam, and a Budweiser. Man, yeah, dude, a boi- nothing like a Boilermaker when you gotta oh, get some drinking done. You know what I mean? I like that her that that she loves tequila and brings up Mexico, knowing that it's all bullshit. Yeah, she's planting the seeds of like this romantic thing she's roping herself bit by bit it's not that she's stupid it's she doesn't she can't get too far away from red rock because that's where all the money is and we we don't um, we have no idea exactly we think maybe i was thinking oh maybe a hundred thousand couple hundred thousand bucks fucking almost two million dollars in two, cash there's a well i like how much money are we talking here enough this there's a couple of jim thompson novels that this reminds me of i think the one i'm thinking of is called a swell looking babe a swell looking dame or a swell looking babe or something like that it's all about con men 
And the way that it works, the, the way that the novel works is you never realize how deep the con goes until the very end. And you realize that this one character that you think is not really that important has been playing everybody like deep, deep. That and that's what she's doing, man. Because look, break it down. She takes all his money. So he has no option but to go into the bar. Right. Because he's got no money. His whole wallet is in her hands. Yeah. Why don't you stay for one drink? She hammers her drink and gets number two. So he's like, oh, um, well, I have a beer. Uh, I guess I'll have another drink. She gets him shit-faced so they can't drive anymore. Driving is done. We're no longer going further away from Red Rock because if he gets pulled over for drunk driving... We're fucked. He's wanted in Red Rock. So he's like, why don't we get a cup of coffee? And she goes, why don't we hit the Comfort Inn? Now they're staying overnight not too far from Red Rock. Right. Dude, it's all a it's all a scam. It's all a con. She's like full on conning him. It's Cause brilliant. Because the, the my brain, I'm putting myself in his shoes. I'm like, we need to fucking you gotta make go. tracks. And he says that he's like, why don't we why don't we hit the road? And she goes, why don't we have a drink and then hit the road? Because you're being kind of how about weird. you hit my road? And he totally does, dude. Yeah. Okay, I know it's part of the con, but <clears throat> but Laura Lara Flynn Boyle in the Comfort Inn. Yeah. I think it's important that it's a shitty hotel too. It's oh, yeah. not like the Marriott. Well, then they can't afford it. Do you know the Marriott's owned by the Mormon Church? No. That just blow your mind. It blew yeah, my bit. fucking mind that the Marriott is run by that organization. Hmm. Also, the Boy Scouts. Huh. Mormons. Own, the Mormon Church owns is is like a huge contributor to the Boy Scouts, so they get to dictate policy, and that's why eventually, even though it's not true anymore, that's why the Boy Scouts stopped accepting gay and trans. So that scouts means. For a long so time. so that means if you. Work for the Marriott, and you are uh, you are one of the employees that uh, escorts people in and takes their luggage. That you'd be a Mormon doorman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but I will give you I will give you the wordplay. Absolutely, I will give you the wordplay. Technically, no. Technically, no. But yes, Carl. Yes, the the Marriott people who take your luggage are Mormon doormen for fucking sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Keto's working. Can we talk about? Can we talk about? <laughs> dude, you are. You're on. You're do, 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 do. laser focused. Dude, keto makes me feel like I'm on cocaine. I'm not even gonna lie. Well, good. Now you don't have to do cocaine I to feel done like cocaine you're cocaine like six years. I know, but now you can get back into it healthily. Back into <laughs> cocaine. Sweet. No, no, no. Get My into body's it. gonna be just more efficient. Keto, keto. Ketone. There's something, Ketone. Yeah, there's something there. There's something there. There's something there. We'll Mormon work on Norman. it. Mormon Dorman. Leave it at that. Let's talk about sex, Carl. Let's talk about black lingerie, Dude, Max. Her in that bathroom okay. doorway. My my note is she is that I she is pure, unadulterated, adulterous, dangerous sex. She rolls up behind him. He's standing in front of the mirror, like fixing himself a drink of like ten high or something else yeah. that'll shorten your life by a lot. <laughs> I just snorted. That was horrible. You did. You don't snort. You don't snort very often. I don't. That's pretty rare. That's normal. <laughs> so, she comes up behind him, and she's dude. She's wearing like just a, just like her leather jacket and like some black panties. She the the scoop of her uh, bits her, is incredible in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, when her, she's yeah yeah when she's laying back. back. No fucking kidding. Uh, unreal yeah so we talked a little bit about this at the beginning but their sex scenes are not always sexy they are rarely yeah i'd say about 50 percent of the time if you're watching a horror movie 
they don't have to be sexy because it's really just about seeing boobs. Exactly. There's almost actually I think there is no nudity. Zero. There's no nudity in this sex scene, and it's one of the hottest sex scenes I've seen. She gets all the way down to his feathers. Dude, it's an <laughs> feathers. Dude, it's <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there are there's there's subcategories of acting. Some people are really good at like Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson does crazy really well. Yes. Most people don't. Mostly because he's crazy, but it works. Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, and Nicolas Cage does crazy really well. But like it crazy is hard. Drunk is very hard for people. I honestly think that sex scenes are really hard for people because in order to make them sexy or convincing, you have to be comfortable doing what you're doing which is pretend simulating sex and totally you have naked. to be in the moment yeah. with another person absolutely you need chemistry sex scenes are hard sex scenes are difficult to do this is hot as shit and honestly no, not, not taking anything away from nick cage it's mostly because she is doing good work here and because she's acting in the scene too because she is if she doesn't seduce him this doesn't work and he resists at first the dude their, their little tete a tete is Oh my God! She's like, "Don't aren't like aren't you interested?" In, oh, I, I make it a policy to stay away from married women. Why is that? You know, like marriage is just a it's just a cultural contract or whatever the hell she says. And he goes, "Not in Texas." And she goes, "We're not in Texas." And that's it, dude. Game yep. over. And they hit the bed. I'm. This sounds lascivious, but I'm refer. I'm going to talk about this. I want to talk about the sex scene from the perspective of acting choices and understanding. She's working the camera angle. You can just go at it, but sure. But because she's aware where the camera is and what her body is, and doing. also how that she's aware of how things are lit too, because they're <laughs> mostly in silhouette, but it's bright behind them. So she knows that she needs to create space between her and Nicolas Cage, to so show. to show things. And one of the things that we see a lot of is when they're kissing, she'll get a little bit away from his mouth and then lick his lips. She does it later when she's going down his body too. She eventually kisses down, and then we pan back up as she, you know, goes down on him. Essentially, mm-hmm. is what we're intended to believe. But she, she doesn't just like bury her face in his face because that would just make this muddy black, yeah, exactly. You she know, silhouette. Space. She creates a little bit of space so you can see her tongue licking down his body as she goes down. It's insanely erotic. She is very aware of camera and light. And the angle at which she's being viewed by the audience. And yet, she's staying in the moment. And she's acting erotically. She, the way that she undresses him, her shoulder or her elbow never gets in the way. She keeps her arms down. It's You don't see that a lot in sex scenes. This is, I mean, we watched one fairly recently. Uh, I think it's just one of the ones, last ones we watched for season one was uh, Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah. Some of those, those sex scenes were... Kind of... They're raw. What made them what made them work for that movie was how over the top and how explicit they were. Right. This is one of the least explicit sex scenes I've ever seen, and I would say it's way the fuck hotter than anything in Blue is the Warmest Color. Yeah. And it's because of it's and look, Lara Flynn Boyle and Nicolas Cage are not fucking. They're acting. And damn, is she acting well. This is art, dude. This is this is real this is a really This is imp- up there with uh uh Top Gun love scene. <laughs> If only we had some whaling we'll keep, sacks. I will, we'll keep bringing up Kenny Loggins. That's fine. Forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> we'll get him on the show one day and be like, how does it feel? How do you feel that people fuck to your music so often, <laughs> Kenny Loggins? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's jump ahead. The great sex scene in the morning. She's awake and 
she convinces him to go back to Red Rock for the money. I love her. She tells him how much it is, right? No. Oh, she doesn't. She says enough. There'd be enough. Fuck, that's right. He goes, how much money are we talking about here? He goes, enough. Enough. Enough to get to Mexico. In enough his head, to... he's probably thinking like 100000 bucks. That was my thought, too. What, what is enough? About, probably about $100,000. I bet you there's about hundred grand in that safe. Yeah. It's half a million dollars in that fucking safe. Or no. Yeah. It's almost a mi- It should be almost a million almost dollars. Because it's 1.9 was the take. They split it. They more they or less split it. Split it. Yeah. Um. I love her look. I think the costuming in this is really good. That black leather jacket. She's got a Katherine Hepburn she's, meets Indiana yeah, Jones she, yeah, look. Yeah, she's got the brown slacks. Right, kind of high-waisted. Oh, like a women's Indiana Jones jacket. Yeah. And she, she's got she's looking she's like, very She's like halfway Hepburn. between Katherine Hepburn and Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones with like a smattering of the mute female assassin from Die Hard 3. Fuck yeah. Like that's the whole look, yep. you know, and it works for her so well. I also like that even though mega spoilers, we'll ultimately find out that she's not a, necessarily a good character. No, I, not even a little bit. She, she's she's I interesting though because she's not necessarily bad either. Right. She's just a person. Well, she would have shot him had there been no bullets. Had there been bullets in the gun. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, ultimately, she's a she's a Jim Thompson character. She's she's neither Fair good enough. nor bad, but she does a lot of bad things sometimes with good. Intent. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> in a weird way. Yeah. Um. So they get back. They crack this. They. I love that she can't open the safe. I think she can. wants his prints on it. You think that's what it is? Maybe. Very interesting. Yeah. But her prints would be on it too, because she. But her prints it. would be. It's her safe. He was her husband. There would be a reason for them. So that yeah. she's setting him up even now. Yeah. If there had been all that money in there, you think she would have killed him? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> Interrupt. Carl, good yeah. catch. Thank you. I can't I was get thinking it open. About that I too. can't get it open. I call bullshit. I'm like, why would she? She wants it. Then I had the same question. Well, I read her, it as but her she's prince too would belong nervous. There. No, she wouldn't be. Good call, man. Good call. <laughs> I'm glad I own this movie. I can watch it. <laughs> um, so... They go into the closet, and then this movie decides to just, like, shove us down a side road really quick. We're like, okay, we got... Wayne is back, and he's discovered that someone's been in his safe. Yeah. Okay, and... She was too... They were too in a hurry to scoop the letters in. Yeah. Yeah, That seems a little strange. Well, he's the one... It's Nicolas Cage's fault. It's not her. He's the one who covers everything over. Oh, fair enough. So he fucked up. And actually, when he sees the corner of the letters, you see him go, like... Yeah. So he cocks the gun. They cover it. I mean, yeah. The movie covers it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, dude, like, you, you ex- you're ready for how the scene's gonna play out. Okay, he's gonna burst in and he's gonna shoot her. And now, oh god, I'm getting ready for it. Knock, knock. Come in. De- two deputies. Hey, hey sheriff. Hey, hey, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Or should I say, Kevin? Look what just came in. I have called the FBI. And you're not privy to what they're talking no, about. No, we aren't. They talk all the way around the edges of it. Because I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on right now? You have no idea. You're like, what are they talking about? What the fuck are what they talking it? about? Is he... The hit and run still? Or are you is here it... to arrest me? Sure looks like it, don't Wayne? All FBI, right. most wanted FBI, list. FBI, most wanted, coming in. Look what we got in the mail. Check out this letter. And you're like, well, I know where the letter's from, but what in the hell? And then they arrest him and leave, and you're like, 
what the, the fuck, fuck just is happened? happening? Yeah. <laughs> they get out of, and I mean, that's what Nicolas Cage basically does. I get, knocked, I get knocked off my horse a little bit here. Oh yeah. And you're, you're dude, you're like, you're suddenly at sea again. You're like, yep. I'm not sure what I'm watching. What am like, I watching? What, <laughs> what is the plot? What are we doing? But in a great way, in a good way, because this, so far this movie has done this to us several times. They, they like shove you out into space and you're like, fuck. And then they throw you a line and you're swinging again to the you're next. Sandra Bullock for like five minutes. Yeah. Just, and you're like, okay, here's the debris field. We got it. We're good. Grab onto something. Yeah, and you're swinging, and you're like, I know what this movie is. <laughs> oh, the rope is a snake. And you let go of it. <laughs> Dude, I love it. So we find out. So Kurt was a bounty hunter, and that's why that's why uh, um, Susan shot him. She, he was after the reward because yep. they found that on Kurt's person. They and the found- reward is like Five hundred thousand. It's we only see the thing for a second. And I was right. I didn't I read did, it. Like, but... It's the old timeiest fucking Dude, wanted poster, which I love. I fucking loved I it adore, too. I adore it. It's like it printed like on it like been parchment. Antiques, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like the FBI. The props department thought it was a different like, genre. All right, we're gonna run a lighter to get just get a little color variation yeah. on this. We're gonna get some water damage mm-hmm. on it. Yep. We're okay, gonna no, fold it up a bit. We're gonna fold, unfold. We want to get. It looks like it looks like the crease is nice and deep. It looks like the Doc Brown letter in like Back to the Future. Three yeah. after it's been aged for like 112 years. That's <laughs> exactly what it looks like, and you're like, Kurt's hmm. a time traveler. Right. <laughs> oh, not only that, he's got a DeLorean stash uh, in his, yeah, in his garage. So at, at this point, basically, things start moving pretty fast. Yeah, it clips along real fast. This is end. my favorite line in the movie, by the way. Uh, Susan is trying. I think her name's Susan. I'm just going to call her Susan. Susan is trying desperately to keep to keep Michael roped in. She needs she needs him to make this work because yep. she doesn't know where the money is and he's a heavy. He's got a gun. He's got military training and she doesn't want to be outnumbered against her husband and a hitman. So she's like, and it's all bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. But but at this point, you actually because you don't have enough information yet, you believe what she's Still saying. Still do. So you are you're getting roped in by her con because you don't know all the facts yet which is dude that's that's great writing where we're getting roped in it is really great like, writing like nicholas oh, like uh mike like is. mike is yeah well she goes but mike knows a little bit that he's being played because she goes he's starting to smell the fart in the car yeah you oh, know yeah. like he's like mm, you know it's getting a little frito-y in here he, he knows for sure that he's been played but well, it doesn't matter and i think the, he just doesn't know how the lines connect yet i love how, or the, how the dots connect and yet. the movie addresses it which i love I totally love how the movie because the movie the movie knows that if if something doesn't happen or change here it would become implausible for Mike to stay with her. Yep. So we introduced Dennis Hopper cuz now they're stuck together. That's how you keep these characters he together. He gets a little tit for tat. Hopper and a not but sim on his I, fucking So my favorite line ever which I cannot believe is not being used as a fucking gif all over Facebook. She goes, "We can find it, Michael. We can go to Mexico." And he goes, Fuck Mexico! (laughs) (laughs) It's like the most visceral scream you've ever heard. Fuck Mexico! (laughs) (laughs) So I paused it and I rewound 10 seconds. I was like, bird! Bird, bird, come upstairs, bird! And she's like, is it that Nicolas Cage movie? And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. (laughs) Boop! 
We can make it to Mexico. Fuck Mexico, bird. <laughs> How is this not a meme yet? I was like, right? Yeah, this- seriously. Dude, it's incredible. No one remembers. We're going to bring it back. Boys yeah, and girls. we're taking Red Rock West back to the mainstream. It's fun. It's Fuck a- Mexico. Fuck measuring Mexico. <laughs> It's more the way he says it than the sentiment. No, it's not the sentiment. It's the way he says. Oh my god, the way he says it is just hilariously funny. So pops pops open the door. He's like, you know what? How about okay? Let's we're gonna just let's get out of here and we'll talk later at the Comfort Inn while we're having sex or something. I don't know. Opens the door. Dennis Hopper steps in. Hey, Mike. Unconscious. This technique. The next thing we're going to see is a coined uh, term coined by Blanks, Blake Snyder in his book, Save the Cat. We need, at this point, we are two at sea. We need exposition. We yep. need to know something. Exposition's really boring, though. And hard to do where it doesn't seem like exposition. Yeah, this technique is called the Pope in the Pool, which I'm just turning you up a little bit. You were a little quiet. We're doing good. Um, so Dennis Hopper's sitting in a chair with a handgun in Mike's face when Mike wakes up and Lara Flynn Boyle is tied up and Dennis Hopper goes, uh, so Nicholas Cage is just coming out of unconsciousness and Dennis Hopper is basically giving us all of the exposition we need. If you had just had Lara Flynn Boyle tell this to Nicholas Cage while they were driving in a car, that's boring. That's exposition. It's exciting when there's a gun jammed in our hero's face and a very real chance that he's about to get his head blown off. And meanwhile, in the form of questions, Dennis Hopper is giving us the entire backstory. While you were unconscious, this little girl over here told me that that she and her husband actually stole $1.9 million from a chemical company. Now, Mike, is that true? That was all backstory, but he's posing it as a question to Mike. And Mike goes, that's what she told me. All right, well, Wayne's in in jail, but not for too much longer. But the fact that he's got a gun and he's not stating facts but asking questions that turn out to be factual, he gives us the whole backstory with a sense of danger. It's because you know that I, I mean, I'm notorious on this show for like hating exposition. You can, unless you're looking for it or you know the term the Pope in the pool, you can't even spot this as exposition. It's incredible. It just reads like dialogue. Yeah, dude, this is good writing. Really good writing for this weird little under the radar 1993 movie. Pretty much, it's polygram movies or whatever. It's like indie shit from the yeah. 90s. It's yeah. like a low budget independent film from the 90s with three fairly strange to have them thrown together actors. Although two of them do come out of the David Lynch school. True story. But uh, so <laughs> um. They go and break Wayne out of jail. Yeah. yeah. Poor Ted, huh? Dude, Ted. That, that poor Ted, I tell you. I'll get closer to the microphone. Okay, I'm just like... I'm, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, it's, I'm so thirsty. I back away from the microphone for my water beverages, and then I forget to get my beak up in here. Yeah, poor Ted. Ted's just right. <laughs> right? Seriously. I could boost that shit. No, cool. poor Ted. Yeah, man. Um... But I also have a note about this actor. He he comes across as like the producer's nephew <laughs> a little bit in this. That's why Ted gets shot and yep. not Yeah, we got Jack a fire out there at the Peterson barn and we got to get a Well, golly, we got everybody out there Who's right now. Who's the guy now. who was in Cool World? The guy who plays the cartoonist. Uh Gabriel Byrne. The other I he the other deputy, the main deputy, the guy mm-hmm. we end up following. He looks like Gabriel Byrne's a little cousin? bit, yeah, like or something. There's like a weird. He's got a little bit of the Bernie, Bernie, Bernie mm-hmm. bomb going on. It's like there. the chin, nose, and the clo- like slightly close set eyes. He looks a little like Gabriel Byrne. So I kept being like, "Is Gabriel Byrne in this?" And I meant to look it up, 
God damn it. But that actor, main deputy, he shows up in a lot of 90s shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just, I recognized him immediately. I'm like, fuck, it's that guy. I th- what other movies? I like- think I recognize the bartender in the one who is uh, talking to Nicolas Cage and Dennis Hopper when they first show up at the bar. Yeah, he, I recognize him too. He almost looked like the guy from Tool Time for, or from uh, Home Improvement. Tim Allen? No, no, no. Or the other one? The other one. Oh, shit. His partner. The bearded guy. The yeah, bearded yeah, yeah. Dude. It the- looked a little bit like that, but he also looked like a, a guy who played a biker in another movie. But I, I knew who he was. I saw him and I was like, I've seen you in shit, man. For sure. It's not the same guy, but why are you laughing? Because dual time and the biker? <laughs> a little bit desperate. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... Hopper shoots. Tim Allen was in a biker movie, though. Wild, Wild Hogs. Hogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that for Biker Month, Carl. Because that movie sucks my big fat penis. That's why. <laughs> I saw it in theaters with my parents. I don't have I was a big fat young. penis, but that movie does suck. It wasn't great. I remember it being not good. I remember the only thing I liked about it was William H. Macy, yeah. which is weird because John Travolta's in it, too. It was 2000s City Slickers. Like, it's... Good and yeah, good parallel. Very yeah. much so is what, is what that movie. But you know was. the difference is though. What? Uh, City Slickers is a wonderful, brilliant movie. So it was like a swing and a miss, City Slickers. Yeah, it was. It was a swing and a miss, Slickers. Yep. <laughs> that ball went right in the catcher's net. So, dude, you want to? We were talking about this movie setting up tension really well. Nicholas Cage. There Nicholas Cage and Lara Flynn Boyle are in the back of the Cadillac El Camino. Yes. And Nicholas Cage uses the pocket knife on Lara Flynn Boyle's keys to cut his bonds loose. And he gets out of the car and he gets the door open. And they're about to escape and boom, Dennis Hopper shows up. What in the fuck is going on here? All right, John Wayne, get her back in the car. It sets up an escape and then violates the escape. But right not, away, immediately, mid-escape. But not for no reason. To get Nicolas Cage's hands free so he can drive the car. And that way you have Dennis Hopper and Nicolas Cage in the front seat and the married couple in the back, both tied up. So it, like, it, using, just using like a really simple bit of like, let's build some false tension, you can shuffle your you actors shuffle your around people, yes. in, like a, in a you way create, that makes sense. Create movement and... Because we don't have yeah. enough time for me to tie you back up. We're right outside a place where I shot a cop. And we have so to fucking go right now. You drive. This gets a best stunt nomination for me. This is insane. The train? The train stunt is insanity, There are three dude. incredible things happening here. One, driving straight towards it and making a sharp 90-degree turn a foot from yeah. the train. Yeah, drifting a car to a not stop. They just no, end up driving going, parallel to it. Yeah. but And then driving parallel to a moving train. On an angle. On an angle. Made of gravel. Yep. Because they're on a train piling, so they're driving on gravel. Dude, and guess what next, Max? Uh, I don't know. Do they hit a huge dirt berm and jump a fucking car in front of a moving train moving over the train, train tracks? Moving train. Moving train. Moving train. Tra- car. Car. In air. Dude. Jumped it. It's incredible. Holy fuck. <laughs> it's totally Top 10 incredible. best fucking car stunts I've ever yes. seen in my life. Oh my god, yes. You know that that stunt driver was, they got the biggest blowy or finger bang, whatever sex they were. In my head, I imagine that Both. that stunt driver was getting a, a blowjob as he jumped right. the train. Because he's like, if I die, I want to die right. You know, like, fuck, dude. <laughs> that is a wild stunt. <laughs> you, get your, you get your dick bit off when you land. But For sure. Okay. Almost worth it. I mean, almost right? Worth it. <laughs> like, Because there is one moment where you are in the air in front of a moving train jumping a car and you're like, 
This is the this most is epic the most, moment of my yep. life. Then you pay for it a second later, but that moment. God, you're getting a blowy while you're in, in the air in a Cadillac El Camino. And Ble- <laughs> <laughs> blowy aside, that is legitimately no, one of the greatest car sounds I've ever seen. When it was happening, so good. My was like, they're not going to. I was are they? sweating. Are they going to? I was they're sweating going so to. hard. I, that was the only time that like pulled out of the movie, and I was like, that stunt person is crazy as shit. Holy he, dude, he stepped out of that car, and someone handed him a drink. Yeah, like for sure, because I think the director I think they was probably, wrapped for the day. Yeah, they're like, we're done. Cut, we're done. <laughs> Everyone, we're gonna get like, Jim a drink. Two, three people 10, are 40, puking because yeah. they're so scared. Like, dude, that was a wild stunt. It's the train operator gets out and shits his pants. That's oh what, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, he just falls out of a seat full of <laughs> shit. He's like, did I? Can we get someone else if we got to do that again? I actually, can't you know what, uh, Chris? We didn't actually have any film in the cameras. We're going to have to take that back oh to one. Oh, my God. <laughs> that one you only do once. From the top. Yeah, that's a one and done, dude. That is nuts. And also, Dennis Hopper screaming. While they're driving. He's so enjoying it. That's so perfect. I love that he isn't, he's not like, yeehaw, woohoo. He's laughing, right? No, he's screaming. He's screaming like he's about to. Yeah, okay. I remember him laughing for some reason. No, it's him. He's, he's got the pedal to the fucking floor and he's like, just keep her on the road. And that's what he says to Nicolas Cage. He's not, Dennis Hopper has it floored and he's kind of like bunched right up to Nicolas Cage. And they're driving sideways, and Dennis Hopper's, he's not, it's not like, woohoo, I'm crazy. It's, ah, yeah, it's like, if I'm going to, it's Robert, it's, the biggest, it's Robert De Niro and Deer Hunter road. about yes, to pull yes, the yes, trigger. Yes, 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 yes. He's like, if I'm dying, I'm going to die with a goddamn bellow on my lips. Yep. Dude, that is, that moment is like pure adrenaline. It's fucking excellent. Yeah. It's so amazing. I, I absolutely love it. And then I officially nominate that as one of our best stunt nominations. Absolutely. It's incredible. Incredible. All right, next we go to the graveyard. Oh, they got me all hot. I'm sorry. I'm now yeah, I've like started heat, to sweat. I'm heaty. My head. I've got like I got too much blood in my head. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we find out that Wayne, because we're after the money. We're yep. after the half a million dollars or whatever it is, and Wayne has buried it in a grave in a graveyard. Super smart. No one's looking there. They even mentioned that. Oh, uh, we get the the glossed conversation in the car at this point too about how fucking Wayne got uh, elected sheriff. Right. Like right. how how the fuck did you get elected sheriff? You bought a drink for everyone in the county. Again, exposition by asking a question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to tell people stuff. You can just ask questions and have people answer. Especially when there's a dude with a gun in the scene, because then there's stakes. Stick. And I love it that it was a question I've been rattling around in my head for like 20 minutes at this point. This remember earlier in the mo- in the podcast we were talking that in this movie guns are a little scary. Yeah. This is one of those moments when Dennis Hopper puts the gun directly in Nicolas Cage's face and blows out the driver's side passenger or the driver's yeah, side blows window. Blows out the window of his own car. He's like, yeah. "You think you're better than me? I know people who think you're better than me. Well, who's the one with the fucking gun?" And he sticks Blam. it right in his face and shoots the window out next to his head. And you can see Nicolas Cage get his eyes closed because even stunt guns, you have to be really careful about shooting Fuck that close yeah. to people's face, especially because, uh, oh no, the ejector, the ejector is on the right side. Okay, I was like, I think, right. I think he got brass in the face. <laughs> He's no, all right. it, it hit the windshield. Yeah, but he shoots out the window of his own car, and you're like. Oh, Lyle's a little unhinged. 
They get to the graveyard. Nicolas Cage uses the world's smallest child shovel to dig up a grave. Why do they give him a Fisher Price shovel to fucking dig up this guy? Well, I'll have in the trunk, bro. <laughs> While he's while he's digging up this grave, uh, Dennis Hopper is playing with the other assorted plastic toys. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's you know they like, got a rake in there too. <laughs> I tell you what, man, Fisher Price sure knows how to build a product. Do you see this little dinosaur? Its little its tail wags back and forth when you roll its rolly wheels. How do they? Are you do done it? with that grave yet? <laughs> Good, I got more toys in this bag. You can go slower. I just, <laughs> I just found this cool thing. You, when you fill all the pegs right, it shoots them up in the air, and you get to start over again. It's rattling. Uh, look, Wayne, I'm not going to take the handcuffs off, but you want to come play with this with me? <laughs> <laughs> it says two-player, but, you know, it, yeah, it needs two people. I played it once, and it was all right, but I think it would be better if there was a little <laughs> element of surprise, like having a second person. <laughs> So you, why don't you hear? Just it's not hard. You could do it with your hand behind your back. So just feel the now. Now which hole do you think that goes in? You are good at this, Wayne. All right, now it's my turn. This one looks like a square. So I'm gonna. How are we doing on that grave? Yeah, it is a small shovel. We got a lot of time to play. We got a oh my, lot of time to play. Oh my god, I forgot. I got Connect Four back here. <laughs> Oh my god. They get the sun it. comes up at the last game of Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> they're like, they're all playing. They <laughs> they're stop all playing. The they're all they're hungry, just hungry Hippos. <laughs> You're cheating. You're just button <laughs> mashing. You're just button mashing now. <laughs> you got to go for the marbles or it's no fun for anyone, Mike. <laughs> Come on. That's not the Marine Corps <laughs> way. Simplify. Oh, <laughs> no one's even mad no anymore. No one's even mad anymore. They've all bonded over a weird Parker Brothers. All right, kids. let's just split it four ways. Four. Honestly, that is a lot of money. Like we could all live fairly. Comfortably. You know what? This whole game is just one big. Is it, we are just two hungry. They're hippos. playing life, and they're like, right. this game has made me introspective. <laughs> you know, I did actually want to be a teacher. Unfortunately, the dr- Look at these kids in the car. And I feel like it's my government's fault because I was drafted, so my, my choice and my agency of career was taken away from me at a young age. Nicholas Cage is like, you're right, man. Right. I felt the same way, like I couldn't Do get Do you ahead. think Mattel knew this when they designed the games? These I need to meet these Parker brothers. They are <laughs> a couple of insightful motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? I like to buy them a Jim Beam and a beer. <laughs> yes, All right, why don't we... Jim Beam and a butt heavy for the Parker boys. <laughs> Here's to them. Oh, sun's co- Oh, God damn it. There's the police. They done tracked us down. But, you know, I've given up my life of crime. I figure once I do my time in the correctional institution, I might have a brighter future on the other side. I'm glad we played these games. <laughs> Is there any money in and there? And that was just one synapse that burned for a hot second in his brain because what really happened. Because <laughs> what actually happens is <laughs> the box comes up. Uh, Kev- Kevin slash Wayne opens yes. it. Pulls a gun out. <laughs> well, he has. He gets the box out, and he's like, "All right, let's get those locks undone." This is when the. This is when our problem arises. Right. Our little. Our little issue. Yeah, it's a mechanical error. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a film error, but it's only made because it's Hollywood. Right. It's fine. So, so Wayne is like, "I'm not opening those locks until you lose that gun." How about because I just blow the locks off. Yeah, and he's like, well, you could, but then there'd be a gunshot, and the caretaker's going to come over, and he might call the cops, and that might get a little messy for you, Wayne. Here's, my, here's another logical error I have with this movie. Wayne shot a cop in the head in the middle of a town in broad daylight. 
Wayne doesn't give a fuck about this caretaker, and look how far away Red Rock is. Yeah. Wayne would not give up his gun. Go, you just gotta, you gotta go with it. You gotta just gloss it. Maybe, yep. maybe, maybe, uh, no, not Wayne, um, uh, uh, Lyle. Lyle would not give up his gun. Not even a little bit. No. He'd shoot him in the head, shoot that lock off, get the bag out. He walked out, into a police and station and ass. shot a cop. Yeah, dude. Well, he what he might do is, is do them and then drive up real fast and do the caretaker. Yeah. And then, totally. And then haul ass. Or he, do, he does everybody and just beats feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then the caretaker can't tell which direction he goes. He has no problem killing people. So you got to stretch your... Yeah, a little bit. Suspend your disbelief. There's still an issue Because otherwise it. we don't have this this whole standoff. No. Between, this four-way standoff. Which actually, so. once the standoff starts, is awesome. The dynamics well, of it are yes, so it, cool. There's so many moving parts in it. Yeah, it th- takes place in like three different locations. Yeah. So Lyle sets his gun down and pulls the magazine. Now, unfortunately, he has a semi-automatic handgun, which he has fired, which means that round there's that one casing was loaded in. Yeah, so there's one in the chamber, which means that Lyle's gun is loaded. How does Lyle's gun get in? Oh, because uh, Wayne picks it up and throws it in the car. Yeah. So that's how that ends up there. So that's a loaded gun. Lara Flynn Boyle will eventually pick that gun up out of the back seat. She doesn't know that the mag's not in it, but the, apparently the filmmakers don't know that that doesn't matter. Right. Fair enough. Whatever. Gloss that. Let that go too. Those are the only two real issues that I have with this with this portion from the from here to the end of the movie. Yeah. So there is money in there in a sack. Uh, dude, this is actually this. I like this whole little bit here because the, we'll stop moving, Dennis Hopper, keeping dude, gaining distance. That's really intense. That becomes super intense. JT Walsh is like, "Who's got the fucking keys?" And like, Dennis oh, Hopper's like, "I got the keys," and he's like. Give him here. And Dennis Hopper takes a couple steps forward. And Don't Wayne, move. Wayne puts the gun on him. He's like, stop fucking moving. Throw me the keys. And he goes, all right, I got him right here. Takes two more steps. He's like, give me the keys. Stop moving. Give me, stop moving. The, dude, like. It's so intense. That dynamic gets your, gets your, like the prickles in your palms. Yeah, you're you like, know, it's just like, you're like, holy shit, dude. Any, it's, it's as, it's as almost as tense as the Mexican standoff at the end of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Everyone's aiming too, at everybody yeah. else. Dude. So Stop good. Stop pointing that gun at my dad. Stop pointing that gun at my dad. Boom. Who shot nice guy, Eddie? Um, but yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like the dynamics of that are amazing. And then he tosses the keys just right so that Kev- Wayne Whoops. misses them. Oops. And when Wayne bends down to get the keys, we see a knife. I, by the way, I used to know what knife that was. That's a very specific knife. I think it was, it's a, one of the knives that was given to Marine Corps. I think so. Um, it looks very like combat ready. It looks kind of like uh, 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 the Gerber Mark II. Yeah. A little bit. But anyway, he pops that knife down and when... Yeah, the handle's very Gerbery. Mm-hmm. It's got a very Gerbery handle, but the blade is too short. Yep. So I'm not exactly sure what the knife is, but it looks a lot like a Gerber. So when Wayne stands back up, he gets a knife in the neck just that's pretty goddamn gory it's like right above his collarbone and it sinks all the, all way, the way to the, to the hilt. hilt and you're like oh. but you get this sense of like this is a survivable wound almost almost yeah, yeah. you're like because they... he's choking but not dead he gets no. kicked in the face <laughs> and still doesn't but die. this suck like but the the clicking that he's doing it's is gr- disgusting. Yeah, his little, his weird like little auditory clicks his and gurgles, gurgly and- clicking, trying not to drown in his own blood sound. Oh, it's it's a good performance, yeah. and it's really 
pretty gross. You feel this, when you can feel the steel in your own neck, that actor is doing fucking work, sir. Yeah, good work. Solid yeah. work. Yeah. Strong. I feel it in the middle of my throat like yeah. I swallowed an ice cube. You, yeah. Oh, good way to put that. Like you swallowed an ice cube. That's exactly the feeling. You, uh, especially later when when Susan gets a little closer to him and you see a you close see up of the of the gimmick on his neck, and you're like, oh, it's good. It's really good. Mm. And it's not a gory movie, but that's pretty pretty gross. disgusting. Um, I love, I love. So uh, Nicholas Cage kind of tackles Dennis Hopper away from shooting. Uh, Lara Flynn Boyle in the head is that what it is mm-hmm. so he knocks him like off into the woods and they start fighting with each other and He's, he impales him on a like the wounded soldier memorial yeah there's or like the, the, yeah like it's a soldier in another soldier's arm and there's like a big bayonet sticking off and my first thought when I saw that was like hmm that bayonet is actually very dangerous I don't know if I don't know if anyone would actually do that anymore. No, nope, probably not. How many kids were like, "I'm running through the graveyard and got Th-thoing. yeah, bayonet through the head." <laughs> Mom's like, <laughs> "Daddy, I got impaled today." Dude, it's I love the reversal too because it's not like Nicolas Cage sees it and makes a snap decision. Dennis Hopper sees it and is like, "I'm gonna put this boy on this." He's got a chain wrapped around Nicolas Cage's right. neck, and I he's and he's gonna drag Nicolas Cage over and impale him on this fucking statue. And Nicolas Cage like judo judo's him a little bit and like spins him in a circle and comes through Dennis Hopper's chest. Ooh. And then Nicolas Cage doesn't even kill him or finish him off. He just turns around and walks away. And Dennis Hopper's like, "Come back here. I'm not finished with you." And I love Nicolas Cage's line. Man turns around, looks at him, and goes, "You know what?" I am better than you. Yeah. <laughs> and then just pieces the fuck out. Uh, here's why I say that, that Laura Flynn Boyle is not a necessarily a bad person. She's definitely not a good person. But she's, I also say definitely not necessarily an evil person. Okay. She's a person. She's a person who has a lot of questionable morals and acts on them a lot. And this isn't an everyday scenario that's happening right now. No, this, this is, is a little out of the box. I'd say pretty fucking heightened. Yeah, One dude right? is impaled in the graveyard and, the, and her ex-husband partner in crime has a knife buried to the hilt <laughs> in his neck. So, like, we're in pretty high... Yeah, this is some, some weird shit <laughs> happening. some cranked up scenario here. Exactly. So, Nicholas K- or Mike walks out of the woods. She does have it drawn on him, though. On Mike, but she doesn't shoot him, and she's got a lot of bullets. She, Fair enough. She could have shot Dennis Hopper three, four times, and, and then, then killed Nicholas right. Cage because he's got no anything. And she doesn't need his help to like train hop. Not at this point. She's good to go. Nicholas Cage is like the train. Let's go. So anyway, she she dumps the whole mag into Dennis Hopper, and then dumps the empty. He has gun. a De- Dennis Hopper death, which I love. I uh, <laughs> down to the knees. Down to the knees, fall on your fall side. Yep. I know, dude. It, it, g- give me a Dennis Hopper death when it's Any Dennis day. Hopper doing it. Yep. Anybody else, I'm like, boo, Fuck you. Hiss. Dennis Hopper does it, and you're like, all right. All right. <laughs> so she picks up the bag of money, and here's here's what I think. She dumped that. She That gun is empty. The first one she shot, empty. She doesn't know the other gun is in the trunk. She pulls the She pulls the bag of money out of the back seat if that gun hadn't been there i think things would have gone differently on the train but there was a gun there and whereas nicholas cage sees the money earlier at the gas station and resists temptation she does not she doesn't leave the gun she doesn't need it anymore but the temptation the greed the i could get it all right she can't say no to that and she picks the gun up thinking that it's full they hop on the train and i love i love the exchange here they 
he's running up next to her and he's like, drop the money. And she's like, no. And she's like, well, hand it to me. And she won't do that either. She Not, just throws yeah. it into the train and then he helps her up and they both collapse on the ground and they go through a tunnel and blackness. And when the lights come back up, she is standing in front of him. He's still on the ground because he's fucked up. Nicholas Cage is really hurt at this yeah, point in the movie. Banged he's the fuck banged up, the man. fuck up. He's like, he's going to need surgery. He's John McClane at the end of the movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> And she's got the gun in his face. He's more glass now than man. Oh, yeah. He's like, he needs a cigarette and a hot bath and a cheap beer. Yep. That is what this man needs at this moment. (laughs) And she's got the gun in his face. And Nicolas Cage is a Marine. And let's pretend there's not one in the pipe. He knows it's empty because he saw it, but she didn't. Right. No one saw him pull the mag except for Nicolas Cage. They make that clear through editing. So she doesn't know this gun is empty, but he does. So... He picks up the bag of money, and she's like, don't do it, Mike. I really like you. Don't make me shoot you. And he, like, makes a move with it, and she pulls the trigger, and it goes click. And he's like, hmm. And you can, dude. Well, that, yeah. The, that confirmed things for him. Yeah. She's that's all he needed. Me. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. Fuck he's you like, and your money. He's like, would you shoot me? I would you really? Let's find out. Because he knows he's not in any danger. Yep. Ostensibly. Right. She pulls the trigger, and he's like, mm-hmm. good to know. Good to know dumps all the money out the side of the train well but before he dumps the money i love her her she's like i'm so sorry i tried to shoot you we can work something out i'll give you half she goes back into trying to play him but he is fucking that trigger dude yeah. that was it like that is the, the point fart of in the car is now steaming up the windows for sure it's yeah. on fire yeah <laughs> the fart got <laughs> the lit got and the lit. back yeah. seat is burning and he's like nah. i may have made a mistake back here yeah he's like <laughs> i messed up real bad nice. <laughs> We might need to pull over. <laughs> I think I think the fart turned into a poop. I think we... <laughs> I'm sitting... I'm wearing it. <laughs> it's like short pants on inside of my pants. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> I think some of it's going back in. We need to stop. <laughs> it's... It's in my socks. <laughs> <We need to. laughs> yeah, she fucked up bad. But um, Nicolas Cage dumps all the money out, and she goes, you stupid son of a bitch. And his dude, his line is the best ever. You want it? Go get it. Yeah. Grabs her. Throws her off the fucking train. Fuck yeah, he does. It is so satisfying especially because you don't expect it you expect him to be like just like sit like he'll <clears throat> yep. sit down and she'll like pout in the corner or nope no he grabs her and he's like get the fuck off my train yep. and hurls her off the train you love it it's so yeah, that's absolutely right it's so satisfying it is it's God damn, get it off is like, my train yeah it's like the ultimate gratification you're like fuck yeah nicholas cage she stands up cop rolls up behind her and again like yeah she's a bad guy but dude slow clap for Lara Flynn Boyle that facial expression her, her oh, fuck you can moment. see her like try to run like two options and then just give up yeah, she's like, there are none yeah she's like wait maybe I could no nope. I'm fucked yep I'm fucked absolutely it's so gratifying <laughs> I love it and then Nicolas Cage closes this out adios red rock and off that train rolls into the sunset he finds baby. one pack I think it's a 10,000 stack yeah yeah it's the original amount that he got it was probably five stack it was time. probably a five stack it was yep, probably the original the, amount that he got from jp yeah, walsh a little yeah. bit a little bit of poetic 
Absolutely. movie happy ending and dude he tucks it into his pocket and he looks so miserable and he's gonna shit. It's like that's all gonna go towards hospital bills oh yeah really. yeah yeah like, and he's gonna owe 10 grand yeah. afterwards then but he like, actually has like bones sticking out at this point yeah it dissolved yeah it dissolved no, into jello he is soup he could turn it all the way around if he wanted probably wouldn't even feel it's like, like huh, look at that so that's I got nothing else. You got anything else? I know, else? man. Dude, this movie was Red fucking Rock West. great, man. It was really good. This man. is that genre that sits just so firmly in my wheelhouse, and I love it. And it's Nicolas Cage being uh, not Nicolas. He's being the Nicolas Cage, the actor. He's being he's being Nicolas Cage rather yes. than Nick, Nick Cage. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> But we love him being Nick Cage too, as we will discover next week. Oh when we yeah, discuss we Vampire's already recorded Kiss. the episode. Let me tell you, listeners, <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> like Nick Cage too when we're done. Um, so yeah, thank you guys all so much for listening. We are a listener-supported podcast. If you like what we do and you'd like to uh, drop a little fi- little financial support our way, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash/QuillAndFilm. Sorry, that was Patreon.com/slash/QuillAndFilm. Q U I L L. A-N-D-F-I-L-M. You get full-length bonus episodes. All the sequels and remakes we don't do on the we show. We have so many episodes over a there, Max. A lot. A bunch of Holy them. Holy shit. A and bit we of keep a boodle. Packing... <laughs> it is. We're right in the middle of a series right now called When Harry Met Michael. We're doing all the Halloween oh. movies, all of the oh. Harry Potter movies. It is a blast. It's so it's much fun. It's so incredible. We're having, a, we're having a lot of fun with that. And we also do all the all the shit. It, sometimes we just jump on there and do movies that we couldn't we find a like, way to yep. fit in. So yeah. A lot of sequels and remakes of the movies that we cover on the main season. Too. Yes, indeed. Um, and if you end up, if you become one of our patrons, you can get shout outs on the show. Like these. We would like to thank Casey Scheibe. We would like to thank John Scheibe. Connor Sweeney. And Daniele Hartelli. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we'd also like to thank, thank, uh, thank uh, Katie Clark. Uh, we'd like to thank Kelly and Mike Wagner. The one and only David Raune. Keep your eye on that guy. Keep your eye on that guy. We might have a little something-something with Mr. He, David Well, just Raune. a little uh, inside baseball. He introduced us to a movie. Uh, this just this week that yeah. blew our fucking socks off. So we rearranged season two so that we could do an entire we f- month. We're, of yeah, we shit. switched the whole month out. <laughs> so switched. stay tuned for that on the main season. Yeah, we'd like to thank Brian Jackson. I also like to thank William Rockwood and Sarah, Sister Sarah, Sarah Hartley, Sister Sarah, is <laughs> priest. <laughs> Sister Sarah Hartley, thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, measuringflixpodcast at gmail.com. All right, stay tuned. Uh, coming up next week, we have the most batshit Nicolas Cage movie maybe ever <laughs> bat filmed. Batshit. See what I did? Yeah. It's, uh, it, I have no more puns, so goodbye. <laughs>